Hey, 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 it's the Sentinel Boys. District Sentinel Radio. Special midterm coverage coming to you live from the well-fortified Sentinel Bunker. Sponsored by the DSA Accelerationist Caucus. Thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, Sam Knight, are you ready for tonight? I am very much ready. Yeah. In fact, as you noticed when I came over here, I bought a bottle of Prosecco. It's in the fridge. When are we busting that out? We are busting that out if Steve King loses. <laughs> so that won't be till later in the night. Yeah, that'll be and, late. Uh, if- I'm going to bust out a Capri Sun right now. <laughs> I'm pretty parched and we had this thing laying around. I am also pretty parched. This is not product placement. I'm very dehydrated. No, no, not product placement. We aren't getting paid shit for this. This is product placement, this Reese's cup. If anyone's wondering, yes, I did get a Lunchable about 15 minutes ago. Uh, Uh, Jinx. So, look, here's the deal. Here's Uh, the deal is, first of all, I'm sick, as you can tell. I'm sorry. I have the sniffles. Uh, If you're on the East Coast, I think it's been raining up and down the East Coast. It was raining in D.C. It was raining in D.C. Yeah. Which makes you think, doesn't it? Could be Think about what? (laughs) Where are you going with this? I'm not trying to get too uh, conspiratorial and drive away uh, some of the viewers here, but... Maybe the military is uh, shooting those special shells into the atmosphere and causing it to rain to keep voter turnout down. A new voter suppression effort? Trump uh, has uh, (laughs) rallied all the forces at his disposal to try and uh, swing this midterm election his way. I wouldn't put it past harp weapons. Yeah. Anyways. That's a joke, though, for the record. So stay tuned. We're we're really starting this off well for our new... uh, our new listeners. This is free. This we're, we're just broadcasting this out to the world. Um, here's the deal. We're going to be here most of the night, but we're not going to be continuous because we have batteries to charge and phones to charge and we don't have like a real total professional setup. We do have multiple camera angles, although we're going to get the light better when we come back on this one. We got a Sam Knight mouth cam too. Right there. Yo, what up? You know, you can take down the guard. We're not using the guard today. Oh, that's take right. Down the guard, so people can uh, see your face here when we go to the uh, the front shot here. <laughs> Anyways, right, the guard is down. So we're gonna record. My like, guard is down, people. Yeah, we're gonna record like thirty to forty-five minutes every hour. Take like a fifteen or twenty-minute break. Charge our batteries. Uh, maybe create some new graphics and stuff, and then come back to you. So uh, we're gonna be broadcasting intermittently throughout the night. Uh, we do have a listener rant line. If you want to call at any point during the show, 202-684-6108, uh, we'll listen to your messages, play them on air during our breaks. We'll listen to your messages and then cut them so we can play them on air, uh, later. Um, we're going to be bringing you results, uh, as we get them. We're going to have intern Nate on the show later. Intern Nate's, uh, at his other job. Well, at his real job, <laughs> but, uh, he's going to be here later. We got this middle seat open for him. We're going to have all spo- sorts of special guests later. I was talking to Owen Higgins. We might have him calling into the show later. So uh, we got a bunch of stuff to get to. We'll have other people in studio too. Y- yes, we yes, will. we will. We will. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say names, but uh, yet maybe not but. people, but. <laughs> No, no, we're definitely having people. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, we I are. Forgot. We are. Yeah, I forgot you booked some guests. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, we also are going to experiment with things like 
when we're going to uh, announce a call, we've got this cool little. Oh, where is it? Critical alert! A, a critical, critical alert, alert that we can uh, that we can go to when uh, <laughs> we have a race to call. So, so for the record, so far, uh, no races to call. I've got no I've got my call. I've got my eye on the uh, Indiana results let's trickling just, in. There. Let's Indiana just take and a little. Let's results. just take a little preview of what we're going to be be looking at here. Uh, coming up at seven p.m., we're going to have the uh, polls closing. In uh, Florida, Vermont, Georgia, Virginia, South Carolina. 6 p.m. we have some polls closing in Indiana Indiana and Kentucky. Um, Indiana and Kentucky, a pretty interesting race here. Uh, That's one of our first possible pickups for Dems in the House. Kentucky 6th District, where we've got incumbent Andy Barr uh, against uh, Democrat Amy McGrath. Those are some of the recent polling numbers uh, by by their names. this would be the first pickup. Democrats are going to, of course, need to pick up 23 seats in the House, uh, two seats in the Senate. That's uh, pretty unlikely. That's right. And uh, Barr's opponent, it shouldn't surprise you, is a military dim. Yeah. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Amy McGrath. Uh, tax cuts have been a major issue in the race. And Paul Ryan has been campaigning for Barr. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're trying to keep our how, eye... How- how less relevant can you get right now than we're, Paul Ryan? Well, we're we're trying to keep our eye on who Paul Ryan is turning out for and to see how they're doing. Maybe there will be a uh, a unifying sort of variable in their results, i.e. everyone hates the shit out of Paul Ryan. So <laughs> maybe, maybe Andy Barr is going down because... Yeah. Uh, Paul Ryan's dragging him down. I mean, we'll definitely get a glimpse of glimpse of how this night is going if Andy Barr goes down pretty handily. Also, there's uh, a few other races in Indiana which uh, closed uh, at six. In the House, we got Jackie Wolarski against Mel Hall. This is a, a seat that Republicans should win. Uh, pretty solid seat. But if and you said this hasn't been called yet, this race. Je- no, uh, no. Uh, if 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 very few results in from both Kentucky and Indiana so far, we're we're still waiting. It's like point three percent reporting here in so, terms. So of, if uh, this precincts. goes on to the night, this could be a bad sign for Republicans because this is a seat they should definitely win. Then of course you got Joe Donnelly and uh, Mike Braun in the Senate seat. That is a seat that Democrats are playing defense on, um, and one of the reasons why uh, they have such a tough route uh, to taking the Senate. Three uh, three point three per, excuse me, 3.3% of precincts reporting in uh, Walorski's race, and she's up by a lot, 40 percentage points. But again, it's it's early. Can, uh, we, get, three, uh, three can we get intern Nate on to know where the returns are coming from? <laughs> <laughs> Which county and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, another interesting thing from Indiana down in... Uh, I'm not sure which district. Uh, the 6th district. We've got Greg Pence running... And I think that is a solidly GOP district. He should have no problem winning it. But we will have, I believe, the brother of the vice president in the House of Representatives in the next Congress. <sighs> Perfectly I, normal country. I mentioned some other states uh, that have polls closing at seven. That includes uh, Georgia, where you have two House seats, uh, two more potential pickups for Democrats, two incumbents that uh, are uh are are playing on the defense here. These are uh, either toss ups or lean Republicans or lean Democrats. Handle here. Handle just beat Ossoff in that in that yep. hugely expensive special election. Yeah, Panera Bread boy. Panera, Panera Bread boy. The uh, uh, government data centers 
the grand coalition of government data centers fell apart for John Ossoff. Uh, but let's see if uh, Lucy McBath, Mc, what's her name there? McBath, yeah, yeah Lucy, Lucy McBath. McBath. Let's, let's see if she can uh, do what John Ossoff couldn't do and uh, flip what was formerly Newt Gingrich's district, I believe. Yeah, and then uh, we've got uh, some seats in Virginia to keep an eye on here. Oh, yes. Four uh, House seats, four more potential pickups for Democrats. Uh, I've got my eye on Virginia 7th, Dave Bratt. Yeah. Dave Bratt, who pulled off the shocking upset to defeat uh, Eric Cantor, one of the uh, weaseliest members of Congress ever. (laughs) Uh, Can't stand Eric Cantor, but he lost. David Bratt's been in there, and... uh, he could lose tonight. Another one. Everyone's got their eye on uh, Virginia's 10th, Barbara Comstock. This yeah. should be an easy pickup for Democrats. This is a Northern Virginia, a.k.a. suburban Washington district. The uh, The district went for Clinton in, in 2016. And really, uh, House Virginia, sorry, House Republican candidates in Virginia are going to have to deal with all night getting reamed from the Senate election because the uh, Republican candidate against Tim Kaine is Corey Stewart, who is best known for defending Confederate monuments. And as you'll recall, Ed Gillespie ran a far-right campaign against Northam last year in the gubernatorial race, and he got trounced. So Corey Stewart expecting to go down, yeah, and and he's going to drag down Republicans with him. We'll touch in on some of the gubernatorial races. We're going to focus more on the House and... Senate stuff here uh, tonight, but uh, we mentioned the races in Georgia. Uh, of course, you've got uh, one of the most blatant attempts to steal an election there by Brian Kemp um, against the Democratic rival there, Stacey Abrams. Uh, that would be a, that'd be some sort of win for Democrats there in Georgia, but uh, I don't recall seeing an effort so blatant and so, so blatant. desperate so blatant. to steal an election as though we as we've been seeing in Georgia. So. Uh, if Brian Kemp is successful and, and does pull this off, stealing the election blatantly and winning, uh, we know who to blame. This was not Russian trolls. This was not Russian disinformation. This was standard Republican election rigging that it, uh, we see pretty regularly. And uh, speaking of gubernatorial politics, we'll have our eye on Florida for sure, yeah. where uh, Andrew Gillum is giving Democrats a boost reportedly up and down the ticket. It, it's looking like he's going to win there, and it's looking like he's going to drag Democrats up with him. And there are a few seats. Uh, the 15th, Dennis Ross's seat. He's retiring the 26th, Carlos Curbelo. He's, uh, it's a longtime conservative constituency. He's got Cuban exiles. And uh, the 27th, which used to belong to Ileana Roslatin and the neoconservative, and uh, she's retiring. Mm. And so all three of these were looking possibly uh, at flipping the Democrats, maybe more. I think possibly Gillum could do more for uh, House Democrats than initially expected, but who knows? Let let's, let us not underestimate Democrats' ability to fuck this up. I think Ileana Ross-Layton, in as recently as like five years ago, was uh, plotting how to murder world leaders in, in her committee, in her House Foreign Affairs Committee. Yeah, um, that sounds right. Sad, yeah. sad to see her go. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll be uh, coming up to you at 8. We've got a ton of polls closing. we got some 7.30 action, though. Did oh, we get do to we? that? Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. We, we, we do have some. North Carolina action. closes at 7.30. We've got Ohio. We've got West Virginia. We've got 
The 9th District of North Carolina should be interesting because Robert Pittenger, it's his district. He's the incumbent, but he's not running because he was defeated in the Republican primary from the right. So now this is in play. We've got the 13th with uh, Ted Budd, who's got the uh, just a very unsettling name. <laughs> Paul Ryan campaigned for Ted Budd. Paul Ryan just getting out on the trail. Yeah, Budd is a uh, gun store shooting range owner. So we'll see how how Paul Ryan does for Ted Budd. Yeah. Uh, Then we go to... Can I go to eight now? We've got uh, we got two in Ohio, but eh, no need to talk. We'll cool. talk to them yeah, when we'll we get there. Uh, when we, when as, we as get there, so, yeah, we'll go to eight. We got eight, a lot at eight. We got a ton. Connecticut, Delaware, Washington, D.C. Here, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island. Uh, I don't need the rest. You all can read the rest. You all can see uh, what else is closing at eight o'clock. Moving on later in the night, we're going to get to eight thirty. One state, Arkansas. Arkansas closing at uh, eight thirty p.m. 9 p.m., go on to the big state. New York, closing. Big kahuna. The big kahuna. <laughs> the big tomato, as they call it. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska. We got Louisiana, Wisconsin, Arizona. A couple uh, interesting, uh, a interesting Senate seat in Arizona to keep an eye on. Uh, Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, uh, New some Mexico, th- There's South some Dakota. seats up for grabs in Colorado in the House. There are a bunch of, uh, in New York, a few in Michigan. Uh, one in Nebraska, that's a bit of a reach for Democrats. Two in Min- few in Minnesota. There, there's a very wacky guy in Minnesota who probably, in any other time, he would probably get more media attention. But uh, his name is Jason Lewis, and he's a former conservative uh, radio talk show host. And he's, he, he just has a catalog of crazy shit that he said in probably in a normal time he would he would he would get like remember when michelle bachman was in the news a lot when when liberal writers needed something to write about it's like well let's write about how insane michelle bachman is he's of this mold of the uh hardline minnesota religious nut mold yeah uh so rounding out now we also got we have parts of michigan closing at nine eastern parts closing at eight uh 10 p.m iowa folks iowa is where i Steve I'm King. Looking. He's probably going to win tonight, Steve King. But if he loses, we're cracking that baby open. That wait, what? What? What did you get again? Prosecco. Prosecco. We're cracking that prosecco open. We're probably lighting one up. Yeah. We're Speaking definitely which, lighting one up. When does Maryland? Maryland. Close? Maryland closes. Maryland's at, I at believe eight. eight. Maryland's at eight. Yeah. We got l- l- we got our eye on Andy Harris, Congressman Andy Harris. Uh, uh, one of the most anti-weed members of Congress who is constantly scuttling D.C.'s plans for legalization. Yeah, unfortunately, he is probably going to win. And if I'm not mistaken, the reason why is that Democrats basically gerrymandered the state uh, to, to put all the Repub- most of the Republicans into Andy Harris's district. Yeah. <laughs> so... That has uh, come back to bite us in the ass. Yeah. Uh, 11 p.m., state of Washington, California. We'll probably still be here. This will be about the tail end of our coverage here. We'll probably be. There are a bunch of seats up for grabs in California, and if Dems don't have the House by then... It'll everyone will be on edge then, and we'll probably be on if we're not too drunk. Yeah, we might not still have our bar mitzvah suits on, but uh, <laughs> we'll see uh, how's it going. Uh, we probably will definitely not be here for 
Uh, <laughs> Don Young. When Don Young is up at midnight. The Dean of the Alaska, House. The Dean of the House. Uh, those of you who've T- been uh, uh, following the, uh, the zine, who've been reading the zine, one of the questions on fantasy was, will the Dean lose? Now you know who it is, who we're talking about. Probably knew who it was before. It's, yeah. it's a meaningless position. It's just the longest serving member of the House of Representatives gets the title and uh, gets some ceremonial roles. Uh, I notice a lot of you are uh, in the chat room. Feel free to chat it up. Send us messages if you guys have news and want want to relay it or corrections and want to relay it to us. Please do. We do not have. Are we gave the garbage can interns the night off tonight. We're not going to be uh, doing anything with the garbage can. So we don't have any research uh, teams or anything. So we're kind of doing this on the fly. So can, can uh, we get a critical alert? Wait sound? a second. Wait I a think, second. Can we do get we a critical? Really, we do. Uh, we this do? is serious. Sure. So, serious. What critical alert. Critical alert here. AP, the Associated Press, is calling the first race of the night, the 5th Congressional District in Kentucky, Hal Rogers, Republican, wins re-election. No surprise there, but it's no the surprise. first call of the night. <laughs> it's the first call of the we night. Got a, so We got our first critical alert of the night. How about that, folks? Sam, how about that? Sam, uh, well done on that. Also, let us know what's going on. We, we aren't going to be focusing too much on... Uh, state level referendums but if you want to chime in uh, in the chat room and talk about whatever referendum uh, your state uh, is working on and what you voted on please do that would be uh, that would be good I'm not gonna lie I'm not uh, reading the chat as much as I would on a normal show because we've got tons of results pouring in uh, my nose is leaking fluid obviously yeah and uh, I I don't know, but I'm trying to read the uh, I'm trying to read the chat. Matthew says, "Whoa, this is critical." <laughs> Talking about the critical alert. Big Chicho says, "Send feet pics, please." So send send Big Chicho uh, your feet pics. Uh, I see that some people are inquiring about intern suck. Intern suck. Ooh. Should we save this maybe for like our standard show tomorrow? I don't think I think this is maybe a little too inside for the midterm live coverage. This uh, I think this could be this this could be inside baseball base. Well, look, I'm just gonna say for our loyal listeners who know who intern suck is, we'll we'll deal with that on tomorrow's regular District Sentinel Radio. Uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to it, subscribe patreon.com slash district sentinel i can't believe it's taken me this long to plug to it. plug our patreon yeah we're doing this whole thing free hoping to get some patreon subscribers uh we do no, uh, i'm doing it because i'm having fun we do a, a, a <laughs> nightly radio show uh a news show every evening uh, i guess late afternoon at 4 20 p.m that you can tune into with us you also get the podcast version of it we do a weekly show the sentinel cast where we throw someone in the garbage can uh i'm sure a lot of you uh, already know this stuff so uh if you aren't a subscriber check it out patreon.com slash district sentinel you'll get your own haikus uh i see someone is uh commenting on alabama patrick here in alabama we're banning abortion and electing a governor who fired a cop for blabbing about her stroke uh hmm sounds uh sounds like pretty standard stuff i guess (laughs) going on in uh, alabama um, let's see. Braun is beating Donnelly 58-37 right now, according to early polls. 
Uh, uh, Big Chicho says, I think we can call the entire Senate right now uh, from that. Democrats really are going to have a tough time winning the Senate tonight. Give you an update here on the 6th District of Kentucky. It's not a critical alert. Okay, just an update. Politico is reporting uh, 0.8% of precincts in, so very early still, but Andy Barr only has a slight lead. Hmm. On Amy McGrath, uh, three points about f- yeah. 51 to 48. Again, this is a, a pretty uh, critical. Uh, don't actually, let's take that graphic off because those numbers are old now. So we won't do, go back to that graphic until we come back <laughs> next time. But uh, that will be a bellwether bellwether race here for the night if uh, Andy Barr loses. We got Matthew talking about in San Francisco, they have Prop C, which is a small tax on shitty huge companies to fund homelessness services. It'll probably pass, but who knows? Jack Dorsey hates it. Well, if Jack Dorsey hates it, it's probably good. It's probably pretty freaking good. Uh, the results from uh, the Indiana Senate very early: one point four percent of precincts. I'm not saying Joe Donnelly isn't going to lose, uh, but it's still early. Yeah. For the record, are are you ready to make any predictions tonight of how you see the night ending out? Well, let's see. Let's bring up. Let's bring open the zine here. Should we start flipping through the zine and see uh, what kind of stuff we? Let's do it. Let's do it. The uh, Congress play before I die of a stuffy here. nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got we got some stuff here in the zine. Uh, we thought, hey, maybe you could gamble uh, with your friends while you're watching. Yeah, this is probably, uh, you guys are going to have to zoom into your, uh, <laughs> to your computer and look real close, but, uh, where will Dems win more? Where do you think, Sam, uh, between California, Florida and Pennsylvania? See, this is a tough one. I, I, I made the, I wanted to make this a tough one. Uh, I, I'm, do you, do you have an answer for that? I feel like Florida is going to be the one there, but definitely, definitely feeling Florida here. I think they're going to pick up at least four in Florida, but that said, Pennsylvania is being totally redistricted and a lot of that favors the Dems. And if it's a wave California, actually, I think I'm going to go with Pennsylvania. Actually, I think I'm going to go with Pennsylvania. I take back Florida, Pennsylvania. I hope, I hope people are listening to make sure I chose Florida. You chose, uh, Pennsylvania, right? Uh yeah, let's let's write this down somewhere. Uh, all right, next we got uh, New Jersey uh, or Minnesota. New Jersey or Minnesota? I am in Minnesota. The Democrats are playing defense in one one seat. That's right, the they house, are. Uh, they Tim are. Waltz, right? They are Tim Waltz uh, and another one too. The uh, Rick Nolan seat. He's retiring, and it's looking like that's going to flip. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess New Jersey is the the easy answer there. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with New Jersey. Let's just uh, go to the lightning round. Will the dean of the house lose? The dean. Will the dean lose? I don't think Dean Don, Dean Don Young will lose. Will there be any New England House Republicans left? I think that Bruce Poliquin will lose. He's the only... A House Republican in New England and Maine, and I think he's going to lose. So no, hmm. we'll get to some more of these questions throughout the night. Uh, Michigan has legal weed on the ballot. Good for Michigan. Join the club, Michigan. Welcome, welcome, Michigan. Well, not yet. We'll see if you guys can uh, get it passed there. Uh, also, one of the weirdest things, Florida, my home state. Rarely am I surprised by uh, how weird Florida is, but uh, we. Uh, we got Ron 
in the uh, chat room who's noting that the uh, biggest referendum for him is Amendment 9 in Florida, which will prohibit offshore drilling and and prohibit vaping in indoor workplaces. <laughs> the two needed to be tied together for some reason. For some reason. I can't imagine why. Can't imagine why. Couldn't certainly no dirty how, money how, trying to How do you get the vaping teens to to, to allow <laughs> offshore oil drilling to continue? It's brilliant. How do you let, let it happen. It's a it's a great Somehow this a, passed. Like this went up to scrutiny whether or not you're allowed to do this sort of shit on amendments and referendums. And the commission that that's supposed to police this stuff said, no, it looks good to me. Hey, sometimes you just got to tie vaping to offshore drilling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew asks, can he presently vape on an oil rig? Can you vape on an oil rig in Florida or anywhere? I'm guessing you probably can. Of course you can. You probably can't smoke on an oil rig. Yeah, in fact, vaping sounds like a uh, very safe alternative. Aaron's saying no vaping on oil rigs, but I don't think Aaron knows what's uh, what's going on. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I mean, I, if it's true, it's bullshit is what I mean. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying why the fuck would you not be able to vape on an oil rig? <laughs> we got Aaron who's saying that the odds are better for Dems than they've been since 2012. Yeah? Yeah. Well, 2012, that was basically when Dems just sort of... Uh, coasted on Obama. Yeah, coasted on Obama, but they didn't they didn't flip anything. I guess they kept the Senate. They I think I think the they Senate. did win eight seats in the House, but it wasn't uh, enough to flip it. Yeah. Um my favorite uh what midterm was two thousand ten. You were working on the hill, right? I was working on the hill. I was working on the hill for a blue dog Democrat in two thousand ten. Um and he lost re election. <laughs> One of uh, But I was able to escape his office about two weeks. Uh Got a gig working for the uh, Russians. That turned out <laughs> real well. <laughs> this is actually a perfect time to uh, talk about some notable past midterms, which I feel like is something that one should do at the top of the show. Sure. Possibly throughout. Yeah. We got uh, in 2010, as you mentioned, the Tea Party. Uh, your boss was one of 63 Democrats to lose seats in the House. Pretty much the half the Blue Dog Caucus got wiped out there. And uh, Democrats lost six Senate seats. And then in 1994... Y'all remember the backlash to Clinton? Dems lost 53 House seats, not quite as bad as the backlash to Obama. And then they lost seven Senate seats. Taking things back a little earlier, switching parties, 1930, Hoover finally feels the Great Depression because the GOP lost 49 House seats and eight Senate seats. People were pissed that Hoover wasn't doing anything <laughs> about the, uh, the whole tanking economy. Then in uh, 1966, we had a reaction to the Great Society when the Dems lost 47 seats in the House, three in the Senate. And then this is the big kahuna, in my opinion. The is big it, one. 1946, it was a reaction to the New Deal. Dems lost 56 House seats, 13 in the Senate. That's a big number for the Senate, by the way. And this uh, predated the passage of Taft-Hartley, which was, of course, the... Uh, Goddamn nose. It's yeah, for people running. who are wondering, uh, people are wondering what's uh, wrong with your nose, Sam. They're saying, is it Rudolph cosplay here? I uh, no. He's got a cold. I have a cold. I was uh, in the rain today. I have a cold. But anyway, the uh, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. The nineteen fit the nineteen forty six uh, uh, midterm was a big one because it, it paved the way for Taft Hartley restrictive labor laws. Uh, the McCarthy era happened not too long after that. So. That was a shitty midterm. 
<laughs> I'd uh, I'd say so. Probably a little shittier than 2010, even. But that, yeah, that was pretty shitty with the whole uh, Tea Party. Think about those those midterms, like in 2010, and then uh, the the general one in 2012. Even is uh, Republicans could have done a lot more, but they had people like Christine O'Donnell running <laughs> in the Senate and stuff. But true. Uh, I see people in the chat are saying I'm on cocaine. I deny these allegations. I uh, am very much not an uppers sort other than coffee. And I have no cocaine. Yeah. Our Patreon is not doing well enough uh, to do cocaine, (laughs) in fact, now that you mention it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. There are no results right now. We're going to do 30 minutes on, 15, 20 minutes off, 30 minutes on, 15, 20 minutes off. We're going to get some tissues for Sam Knight. We're going to uh, fix a few graphics, update some graphics, uh, check in on some results, maybe fix a few of these cameras and some of the the lighting situation here. And then we're going to be back sometime shortly after the 7 p.m. hour. We want you to stick around with us. We're going to be here till 11 till midnight we're gonna be here a while we're gonna be, be here, here a while or until time. like sam knight's nose falls off no god damn go it my, my nose will never fall off i'm gonna straighten the camera look at our background i forgot to fix the camera after you ran into it in our hustle <laughs> to get back uh back on so i'm gonna fix that stuff too so we'll be back in a few minutes stick around we're here in dc on a midterm election night so you don't have to be are back into our second hour of election night midterm coverage i'm sam Sachs. i'm sam knight we are in the well fortified sentinel bunker sponsored by the dsa accelerationist caucus subscribe to us on patreon patreon.com slash district sentinel that's of course if you aren't already I think it's time for some critical alerts. We got critical alerts happening here. We do have some critical Jesus alerts. Jesus Christ, I have to like switch all this music already here. We, we, we needed to wait till the intro music runs well, out. Well, okay. Let's let's not go to critical alerts because I'm sure some of this you already know. And uh, Actually, let's just go to critical alerts. Let's go to the critical alert. Breaking. What do we got? 20 minutes ago. Independent Bernie Sanders has won re-election. Wow! To, to the U.S. Bernie uh, has won uh, re-election. Bernie, U.S. Senator again. Congrats! <laughs> Congrats to Bernie. But will he serve out his full term? We also uh, have people calling it for Tim Kaine. Wait! 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 What? We have uh, Politico has called it for Tim Kaine. Wow! NBC News has called it for Tim Kaine. There well, are barely any white supremacists lost for once here. It looks like that that that's the case. There are barely any results coming in from Virginia at this juncture, but evidently exit polls are so overwhelmingly in favor 
of Timothy Kane. Yeah. That sorry, it sounded like I had emotion in my voice. I'm 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 still sick. Uh Tim Kane's winning. He he he's gonna beat the white supremacist. So that's good. That is good. He is now Miyamo Tim Kane. He's now uh one for two against uh <laughs> against white supremacists. White supremacists. So uh, uh well maybe I guess higher than that. I guess it's safe to say that his his Republican candidate pre Trump was probably a white supremacist too. Let's yeah. just say that too. Fuck that. Um there are other calls that are being made. Uh, re-election calls uh, people in Florida. Daniel Webster, Republican, he's he's won his seat. Uh, these are these are all none of these. None of really these are surprises. These are all incumbents uh, winning very early in the night. So the the a lot of these are expected. Ted Yoho, he's winning. Bill Posey, uh, another Republican in Florida, alongside Ted Yoho, he's winning. Democrat Al Lawson in Florida, he's won. Uh, same with John Lewis and uh, Bobby Scott in Georgia. So, n- again, none of these are surprising. A lot of these yeah. are uncontested. Of course, we're keeping an eye on these Florida Florida races that are contested. These are potential pickups for Democrats. They need 23 to take the House. We got Florida 15, Ross Spano against Kristen Carlson. Uh, this is uh, an open seat uh, this was uh, a retiring member, someone leaving. This was not DeSantis' seat. That's Florida 6, I believe, between uh, Soderbergh and Waltz. Um, we've got Florida 26, Curbelo, uh, an incumbent in trouble. Uh, Florida 25, Mario Diaz-Balart. Florida 16, Vern Buchanan. Florida 18, Brian Mast. Florida 6, Nancy Soderbergh. Those are all potential pickups uh, for Democrats. I, and if I may jump in, there's also, of course, the uh, Florida Senate race. We have Bill Nelson trying to defend his uh, seat against Skeletor, Rick Scott, the mm. current governor of Florida. Scott is currently up by a razor-thin 0.2%, two-tenths of a percent, still very early, 2.2% of precincts reporting. Uh who knows how if that will go if or how late that will go go or if uh, Gillum Mintum will uh, see Nelson over the line early. Yeah, uh, Marius saying thank God you're back. CNN basically my only option <laughs> out here in Australia. Not only are you two more entertaining, but you're more informative as well than CNN. We watched a little bit of MSNBC during the break here. You were yelling at the TV a bit. I have it. Okay, this is definitely not a critical update, but this is the first time of the night that my eyes have lit up. I'm looking back at the Kentucky Sixth District. Andy Barr. This is one we've been uh, highlighting. We've, we've highlighted it. Andy Barr is defending his seat. He's currently down by six percentage wow. points against Amy McGrath. Six point one percentage points. Forty one point two percent of precincts reporting. So it looks like. On this course, the the first house seat of the night to flip will be the Kentucky Six to flip yeah. from a- Andy Barr to Amy McGrath. It's, that, it's looking very likely, and uh, this we'll, was, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, and this was probably one of the most, uh, well, middle-of-the-road vulnerable Republican seats. I mean, there's some really vulnerable Republican seats when you get to people like uh, Mike Kaufman in Colorado, uh, Roscom in Illinois, Yoder in Kansas, uh, but... Look, Barr in uh, in Kentucky was considered a toss up. This was a race considered a, a toss up by uh, by Cook Political Report, and it looks like he's losing. Yeah, that but could portend a rough night. Yeah, for Republicans. It, it, it certainly could. I guess the one bright spot, if you're Republicans right now, you're thinking, well, thank God 
Barbara Comstock hasn't officially lost yet. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, uh, the results right now per Politico, 0% reporting. There is, There are, excuse me, some interesting results from another closely watched race, Dave Bratt. Brat, 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 piece of shit. Uh, he is winning by 0.5% right now, 5.7% of precincts reporting. Do you feel like Republican precincts uh, do better earlier in the night? I feel like all the GOP, all the precincts in the um, in the in the GOP. Di- again, I guess I'm 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 sort of dovetailing with conspiracy theorists uh, here. But I feel like, anyway... Well, I think it's just (laughs) geographically you have a lot of states uh, in the east, southeast, that are closing early, polls that close early. No, no, no. But I mean within districts that the conservative areas tend to get their votes in Oh, get their votes in? Yeah. Yeah. There's just less... For some reason, they always seem to have uh, less trouble getting their votes in. I don't know why that is. (laughs) I do not know why either. Uh, any update on Bill Donnelly yet? Uh, we featured Bill Donnelly in Joe this Donnelly. week's, or j- excuse me, Joe Donnelly in this week's uh, zine, uh, mentioning that, to be honest, wouldn't mind seeing them go. <laughs> uh, Joe Donnelly, one of those Democrat from Indiana, Senate seat. Uh, it's not looking good for Joe at the moment, but still only 10.3% precincts reporting in Indiana. But right now he's down by uh, 20 percentage points. Mike Braun up 58.4 to 37.7. But again, just to stress, very early there. And uh, again, probably the Republican areas were counted first. Yeah. uh, Joe Donnelly this week or last week during a debate uh, talking about how he's open to the idea of changing birthright citizenship, bragging about how many times he's voted for uh, a border wall, bragging how many times he's voted down sanctuary uh, cities, uh, trying to act like Trump. We'll see if it pays off for him. Others uh, doing the same thing. Claire McCaskill out in Mi- Missouri. When do uh, let's see when Missouri polls close? I believe they close around uh, eight? nine Eastern time. Uh, let me get back to you on that. I'll get I'll get back to you with a precise answer on that in five seconds. Anyways, it's uh, eight p.m. here, Missouri. Eight p.m. closing. Eight, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we had Claire McCaskill uh talking about the caravan how she supports Trump 100% on stopping that caravan, not letting it uh, come across, not letting refugees into the U.S. I I am writing off the Senate. I don't care. Like, does it really matter if it's like 51 or 52 or 53 seats? I mean, some of these these Democratic senators you're highlighting, yeah, wouldn't mind seeing them go. We just need the House for subpoena power for now. And quite honestly... You know, time to bust out the little violin if uh, if Claire McCaskill loses. I, I don't really give that much of a shit. Yeah. And uh, last one, uh, Joe Manchin there, who probably will win tonight. Probably, yeah. Uh, Joe Manchin also talking about possibly changing birthright citizenship. And uh, let's not forget that uh, old Joe supported Brett Kavanaugh. Can you hit me Supreme with the critical Court. alert? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We've got a critical alert coming can up here, folks. hit me with folks. the critical I can, alert? I can do that. Critical alert, Democrat Charlie Crist <laughs> wins re-election to U.S. House, huh. Florida's 13th <laughs> district, according to AP Politics. Not really that much of a critical alert, but nope. sometimes you got to refresh the critical alert uh, function just to, just to make sure. It's a muscle, right? you got to exercise the muscle yeah. or else it will atrophy. 
And uh, that's what we did just now. Let's see. We've got uh, Marvin's in the chat. Marvin's saying, Ohio about to come in. Here's hoping Dennis Kucinich swoops in and <laughs> takes it all. Don't count out Dennis Kucinich just yet, folks. Uh, mounting a write-in campaign <laughs> that uh, only I got news of, uh, I guess. Uh, Ohio, also, we looks like we got a... Uh, a Richard Cordray voter in the chat room here. What are what are Richard Cordray's chances tonight, I wonder? I think it is a toss-up on Cordray. It was about 50-50, unless I'm mistaken. But he's got a good chance. I think he's got um, Sherrod Brown to uh, feed off of the Democratic senator who's who's quite popular, who's going to coast uh, to re-election in Ohio, it looks like. Cordray, I, uh, he is a bit of a nerd, I, I'm not sure he's he, a Jeopardy champion. He's a Jeopardy champion, and we've we've watched him for years frustrate Republicans uh, while testifying as the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau head. But I'm not sure how that translates so well into being a politician. I believe the Sentinel endorsed Kucinich in that primary. <laughs> I think we did. Um, I'm also uh, noticing some people uh, in the chat room here who can't believe that Al Giordano lost <laughs> to I, Bernie Sanders. I wonder if he got any write-in votes. That would be that would be a hell of a thing <laughs> if he did. <clears throat> so I've got my eye on one South Carolina race. It's expected to go Republican, but um, you never know. I mean, no, you don't never know. It's probably going to go Republican. But either way, uh, the first district... Happy trails to Mark Sanford. Mark Sanford gone. He's gone. He already lost in the primary, but uh, yeah. Katie Arrington, who unseated him from the right, is he's, trying he's to gonna just, probably win. Probably going to win, but it's uh, n- nevertheless, it's it's something to uh, to to look out at or, or just to watch. Uh, everyone remembers Mark Sanford. He was the governor of South Carolina, yeah. and then retired because he was having an affair and also lied about the affair by saying he wasn't in Argentina having an affair. He was actually hiking the Appalachian Trail, <laughs> which he wasn't doing. Um, Yikes. It, w- it was funny. You know, I'm not going to go all, all uh, Ken Starr on him. But uh, We've got Emma in the chat room noting that Cordray is the dorkiest boss they've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Kucinich met with Cordray. Uh, uh, Kevin's local DSA chapter and told them that he was a secret socialist. Hell yeah. Oh, oh, wait a second. We've got an alert here. I've got an alert to get to here. Alert it. Alert, alert it here. This is a non-election alert. I've got news. Alan Ventano is out in West Texas oil fields <laughs> doing wet work for Beto O'Rourke, folks. Is he is he vaping on an oil rig though? That's that's That is unconfirmed, know. but we have news. About Alan Ventano, I've been worried for months about Alan. Good to good to hear that he's doing okay. We're getting uh, some early numbers for Barbara Comstock, and right. as expected, it is not looking good Ooh. for the Northern Virginia Republican. She Let's is look at cur- some of these Virginia races while you talk she's about that. Currently here. down uh, to her challenger Jennifer Wexton, fifty-eight point one to forty-one point nine. Early, still one point four percent of precincts reporting. Uh, but you, you you feel like for Comstock to have any shot, she she needs all the help she can get, and it's not looking that great for her at the moment. No, and uh, you assume if this holds up and the bar holds results hold up in Kentucky, that's already two seats 
that Democrats have picked up and be, uh, bring the magic number down to 21. By the way, Joe Donnelly is uh, gaining ground on Mike Braun. Joe Donnelly grain, gaining ground. He's only down uh, 15 percentage points. Any word on that Jackie Walorski race against Mel Hall? Have they called that one yet? This one should have been called by now. Jackie Walorski was up by a lot, and okay. I'm going to have to pull this up in a sec. So right, well, we'll find, have we'll to, find uh, out more. I, I, I can actually delay and pretend like I'm talking about something else, but really <laughs> I'm scrolling down to the Jackie Walorski. Jeffrey noted that Al Giordano lost in Vermont because he blocked the entire state on Twitter. <laughs> Welcome to the block party, dude bros. Jackie Walorski is actually, she was up by a lot earlier. She's only up 56.8 to 43.2. Tightening a bit, a little bit. Moment. A little bit, tightening a bit. Seems to be tightening a bit in the direction of Donnelly uh, gaining, obviously, not a statewide race. Jeffrey also noting in the chat room that uh, early, very early, very early returns in Georgia have uh, camp up 71.28 over Abrams. Very early. But again, as we noted, the Republican yeah. areas uh, get them in quick. <laughs> they're, in quick. they're on top of it. They're, they're this reminds me well, a little it's bit. It's easy when the vote's not suppressed, isn't it? This reminds me a little bit of a conversation we had with Luke O'Neill a few months ago yeah. about how freelancers, especially in left media, have so much trouble getting paid from all these outlets. Yeah. And I wondered if like right wing freelancers have this problem. No. Maybe these outlets are just on top of their game, have all their paperwork ready to go, filled out, buttoned up, and uh, get all this stuff done. So the same thing with the voting results. They have that shit just buttoned up, ready to go out the door. I, I think it's because they get more resources and uh, yeah, that too. the voter suppression. Same thing with the right-wing media outlets too. Let's be clear. By the way, uh, update in Florida. Bill Nelson has taken the lead, 51.3 right. to 48.7. He is pulling ahead of Skeletor, 9.4%, excuse me, precincts reporting. Uh, Gillum is, I know we're not focusing so much on governor's races. Gillum is also up. Not a surprise uh, because uh, Nelson is also up. So that's what we got going there. Still still lots of talk here in the chat about interns suck, and they want to know if interns suck might have gotten you sick. Did you contract the same disease as interns suck? <laughs> I, I don't think that I did. I don't think that I did. But, uh, you know, we don't know. We can't say for sure if I have contracted the same disease as intern suck. But if I do, I will probably die because intern suck is dead. At 8 p.m. I just scooped, I just scooped our next God, shot. God, do we need to take? Do we need to stop for a second? Maybe. Intern suck is not dead. All right, let's just listen. It's I not looking intern good. Suck was dead. Well, we haven't confirmed it yet, so and we haven't talked to a botanist yet to confirm this. So, uh, intern suck just isn't doing very well. Look, uh, 8 p.m. coming up in uh, about 20 minutes. Here, we're gonna have polls starting to close in uh, Texas. Texas, one of the States we're looking on, uh, we highlighted in the zine this week, pray for these dipshits to lose. One of them, of course, being Senator Ted Cruz. Do you think he's going to lose? I don't think he's going to lose, unfortunately. Uh, I, I have no idea. I mean, if you're going based on what the polling's showing coming into it, he's probably going to lose. But look, we've got, uh, what's his face? Uh, our boy Barr losing early here in a toss-up. So maybe things are shifting leftward. Shifting leftward, anything maybe, can maybe. By the way, Amy McGrath still up, almost half of precincts in. She's still up by four percentage points, so that lead is still holding on there. So 
Still, nice. still waiting. I, I doesn't, you know, my uh, math intuition tells me it's still too early to call it, but you know, maybe, maybe soon. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we also got Steve King. We're keeping an eye on that race. Hopefully, uh, another white supremacist can lose tonight, along with Corey Stewart. That uh, Iowa coming up at 10 p.m. Those polls close. Scrolling through some uh, Florida results now. Debbie Wasserman Schultz uh, off to an early lead. I think there was some talk that uh, some chatter online that she could maybe lose to Tim Canova in a write-in campaign. <laughs> I, I never bothered to uh, fact check that, but it doesn't look like it's gonna it's gonna happen. He, there is an uh, there is on the Politico uh, 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 results page. It's Wasserman Schultz fifty five point two. Her opponent, Joe Kaufman, 41.2. Other, 3.6. That could be the Tim Canova vote. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's looking like looking Wasserman Schultz is is back. Back on our bullshit. Good news all around Congress. right now out of Florida for Democrats. 52-47 Gillum early. And we uh, Ron in the chat room is noting that Gillum is leading Duval County right now by a bunch. Uh, I've, I've, I've got something else for flip watch, Something that uh, Rick Scott and... Uh, 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 County that Rick Scott and Trump won in 2014 and 2016. Hmm. Uh, something for Watch. Uh, Curbelo, Curbelo is losing. Carlos Curbelo. That's over in Florida, right? Oh, yes, correct. Florida, uh, the 26th district. And uh, Debbie Mucarsal Powell. Powell is currently up by a healthy or slash slim, depending on your view of things, one point six percent No, sorry. Point f- no, yes, yes. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm bad at math. No, it's 0.4%. Uh, we were, <laughs> there we go. We were just talking about... Uh, it's slim, but, you know. <laughs> about uh, about Steve King uh, losing potentially tonight and uh, what that would mean, uh, all the things that we would do. Sir, stop it. What? <laughs> An- another Excuse po- me. <laughs> another potential flip in Florida looks like it's happening. Donna Shalala up 522 uh, over her Republican opponent, Maria Elvira Salazar. She's. Got we didn't even include this in our list here because uh, this was this was pretty heavily favored toward Democrats, but it is a pickup. It is a pickup. It's it's Rose Lettinen's seat, so yep, she she's, can she can gone. she can call for uh, bombing countries back into the Stone Age in the private sector. Uh, she can call for fucking genocide by airstrikes uh, for a think tank for next year. She can walk into the sea for all I care, but. Uh, at this point, her seat is going to be taken by a Democrat. Hmm. And we're getting some news, uh, according to Ron on the chat room, <laughs> who's, uh, was he, is he citing Red District or Red, uh, I'm guessing that's a typo, but they're calling Wexton the winner in Virginia 10th. It's, look at, I mean... We're going to save the critical alert until we get more uh, confirmation here. 58.1% Wexton, 41.9% Comstock, 57.8% uh, reporting. It's It's looking... Not so good for Barbara Comstock, who also, along with Rose Lettinen, will be uh, looking to the private sector for her next awful thing. Uh, Dave Bratt losing early in Virginia. Still a lot of the vote to come into. That would be another another flip, assuming we, we've, we've, we've said our spiel about Dave Bratt here. We have Dave Bratt, uh, Bratt, Bratt unseated Cantor. He... Uh, Steve Bannon actually campaigned for Dave Bratt. I feel like we should note that. We haven't noted that. Steve Bannon campaigned for Bratt. Breitbart was big in helping him unseat Cantor. 
And uh, I don't think Steve Bannon will help him that much on the trail, but uh, who knows? Some of the uh, there's a chat room discussion right now, wondering uh, if you had to choose who to heal, intern suck or Sam Knight. <laughs> who would you heal? <laughs> I can tell you who needs it more right now. <laughs> intern suck. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Ron's saying, yes, Red District is calling it. I, I'm not sure what Red District is, but I'm assuming I'm going to wait a little bit on Red District. Going to wait a little bit on Red District, but, it, I mean, you look at the numbers, not looking so good for uh, for Babs. Can you, can you hold the mic for about a minute here? I'll be right back. I have to get the computer charger. My man is getting the computer charger, so I am holding the mic. I'm holding the grounds here over at the uh, Sentinel Fort, the uh, DSA Accelerationist Caucus. I can't remember the name. I'm sorry who, uh, who 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 paid to name it, but I will remember it uh, or write it down in the future, not now. Checking now to see how the Brat Spanberger race is doing in Virginia. Brat up, uh, unfortunately, by three points, three percentage points. Dave Brat might hold on to his seat there. Steve Bannon uh, evidently might still have some pull somewhere in the country. It's 28.5 percent of precincts reporting so uh we'll see how that goes there is another fight in uh southern no not sorry not south that was southeast virginia over in uh southwest virginia ish we've got denver riggleman versus leslie cockburn and uh riggleman is up 58.6 uh over cockburn 41.4 40.6% of precincts reporting. That, I got to say, a bit of a disappointment for Democrats that uh, Cockburn is down so much to Riggleman. Ooh, did I moment. miss any critical alerts? It's you the, uh, did not miss any uh, critical alerts. Good, good. And this is, of course, the seat that Tom Garrett currently holds. He's retiring uh, to get treatment for alcoholism. And it, it, it was a reach bit for Democrats. Trump uh, carried the seat by 12, uh, 11 points, excuse me, in 2016. But if you'll recall, this was the seat held by Tom Perriello, yeah. a Democrat. Uh, he lost his seat during the Tea Party wave in 2010. So Charlottesville is uh, in this district. I think there was some hope that maybe it could be flipped. Not looking good, I got to say, not looking good. Well, uh, we are going to uh, get out of here in just a bit to do a little recharge break. But hopefully, when we come back, we'll be able to put some X's on some of our up-against-the-wall candidates uh, that we've listed in the zine, in this week's midterm zine. Of course, if you're just tuning in, you haven't uh, gotten the zine yet, just head to patreon.com slash district sentinel. It's a free post. You don't have to be a subscriber. Uh, and you can just print it out. You're not at work anymore. Well, some of you might be at work. Print it at work. We, we, you know, we tell people to print this stuff at work. Use the color printer to print it at work. But I'm already looking at a few of these. You might have some red, red X's to apply coming up in the next hour or so. All right, what time is it? It's 7.47 right now. Um, what do you say we uh, reconvene in about 15, 20 minutes, maybe about 8.15, Report some more results. We'll see what the magic number for Democrats to flip the House is. It started at 23. We're already seeing three seats that are looking like they're going to flip. So that number could be down to 20 pretty soon here. 
Get yeah, your, sorry, your I was wiping my nose. <laughs> Still sick. Tune in, see how uh, Steve Kornacki's doing over at MSNBC. And Don't CNN. do that. But make sure that you come back and uh, and check us out. We'll be back in a little bit. We're here in D.C. so that you don't have to be. Sentinel boys are back with a dog. Like our, uh, our first special guest of the night here, like the dog, making an appearance here. We uh, are in part number three of our midterm live stream here. And uh, Sam Knight, how are you feeling? I uh, had a bit of a sneezing fit few seconds ago might sneeze again and other than that doing all right doing okay we're doing okay here um we have some news to get to here uh this calls this isn't just regular news this isn't just regular news up in here we've got a i believe we have a critical i believe we do we do have a critical alert that's right folks the democrats have flipped a seat Donna they flipped a seat. Donna Shalala, Shalala. Ah, Am yes. I saying that right? She has won the right to represent Florida's 27th congressional district. There you go. So, and, number uh, of seats to flip has gone from 23 to 22. Actually, and it's about to go even lower here, isn't it's gonna it? It's going to go down to 21. Because we have another <laughs> I believe we have another critical alert. Critical right. alert, this folks. This one coming out of Virginia. Virginia. Barbara Comstock is Barbara Cons- Comstock has lost. Jennifer Wexton has picked up another seat for the Democrats. So the number of seats needed to flip the House is now down to 21. 21, folks. 21. And there are some uh, Republicans on the ropes early here. Uh, we did just check in on the race in Kentucky. Andy Barr against Amy McGrath. This thing is as tight as it comes right now. Andy Barr was winning early. Amy McGrath took a pretty sizable lead, but Andy Barr is now back in the lead. He's up by 2.2%, 50.5 to 48.3. 84.7% of precincts have reported. So Andy Barr might hold on, but fuck if I know what's going to happen. <laughs> we uh, actually have another... Critical alert. This one down in Florida where Mario Diaz-Balart, the Republican, has defended a seat. This was a potential pickup for Democrats. Potential. It would have been a stretch. It would have been a stretch. But they could have done it. They didn't do it. Diaz-Balart hangs on. Yeah. uh, Mary Barzi Flores loses to Mario (laughs) Diaz-Balart. And Leslie Cockburn is closing the gap on Denver Riggleman. I believe someone in the chat noted that these this race involves uh, some of the two more absurd names 
Denver Riggleman, come on, and Leslie Cockburn. I mean, sorry, but Cockburn is never going to not be funny. Anyway, uh, Cockburn, the Democrat, down only seven percentage points, but she's running out of real estate, 88.2% of precincts reporting. So uh, not looking good there. I think that was a bit of a stretch for Democrats, and uh, it doesn't look like they're going to get it. There are plenty of pickup opportunities Four D's in New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Yeah, the, we we do have uh, polls closing there in those states. Uh, like someone like Leonard Lance, uh, how's he doing? He's a more moderate Republican. You know what I'm where I'm seeing uh, on the uh, Politico site that the results have not yet come in. Uh, not seeing anything for New Jersey yet. Hmm. It's a long night. Yep. Also waiting for Maine, Bruce Poliquin, of course, the famed only House Republican uh, from New England, and he is fighting for his political life tonight. No results there yet. Also something very interesting to note about Maine is that they're, they have ranked choice voting now. Yeah. So if neither of these candidates win an outright majority uh, on the first sort of uh, iteration of the votes, as it were. There's an automatic runoff. And so uh, we're not going to be left with a situation where someone wins with like 49% of the vote. And the reason they're doing this in Maine, uh, as far as I understand, is because they have a far-right governor, Paul LePage, who was elected with a plurality both times. And everyone hates him. Yeah, uh, not everyone hates him. Obviously, a lot of people love him, uh, but the the majority of Mainers, I believe, uh, are not fond of him. So they've decided to uh, do ranked choice voting, and good for them. Yeah, we need to get that in every state. Looks like a couple of very tight races uh, in Florida in the Gillum race for governor. Uh, see if you can find us an update on that Rick Scott, Bill Nelson race in Florida too. Yeah, give me a second. For the uh, Senate here, Bill Nelson had uh, pulled in the lead. Uh, very still early, still votes to be counted in Texas, but this is a close race. Is it? Sam and I have been skeptical, but Beto's up fifty-one forty-eight. I know. Uh, so he we've is. got friend of the show Kurt out in the Sentinel newsroom who's been following this race. He uh, has a bit of a predicted wager on it. <laughs> Kurt, if you have any updates, just yell them out about Beto's race. Actually, uh, that uh, a reference to a conversation we were having off screen. Uh, don't yell them out, Kurt. <laughs> Only yell them out if they're important. If they're calls. If they're critical <laughs> alerts, if they as, are, we, uh, as we uh, call them. Indeed, critical alerts. Bit of an eye-opener. It's very early in Mississippi, uh, but a Democrat is beating Roger Wicker, uh, 0.1% of the precincts reporting. I'm sure Mm. that is about to change. Uh, Looking over at West Virginia, Joe Manchin has a commanding lead, 53-42 over Patrick Morrissey, 10.2% precincts reporting there. Uh, Back to Scott Nelson. Scott up by 0.2%. Did I just say that? I don't think I just said that. Anyway... And over in Indiana, still not looking good for Joe Donnelly, who uh, is 39.2. He's stuck at 39.2. 
but we got plenty of time there. To be honest, wouldn't mind seeing them go. <laughs> yeah. And over in Tennessee, do we have our Tennessee graphic that I prepared for you for this show, our special Tennessee graphic? We do. Uh, you're just going to have to kill time for about 15 seconds while I pull it up. I, I will kill time. Set up, set up, this, set up what we're going to see here. All right. So what we're looking right now at Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn is up 63.4 to 35. All right. We got the graphic right. 63.4, 35.4. Marshall Blackburn up by uh, roughly 30 points, 2.7% precincts reporting. So there's a lot of time to go. But I don't think Phil Bresden, Bredesen, has a shot. He, he doesn't have an ice, a snowball's chance in hell because uh, you're, what, what we're looking at here on the screen is the predicted market, the blue line you see uh, Bresden's shot at winning. The divergence happens right around the Kavanaugh hearings hmm. because Bresden, he came out and he said, are we... Uh, there's, I guess this isn't the only slide. He Basically, it was a headline that said Bresden an- an announces he would have voted for Kavanaugh huh. had he been in the Senate. And just right right then, we got the divergence there. We had a uh, report. His numbers tanked. Yeah. We had reports of uh, volunteers giving up on him and uh, quitting in disgust. And so I'm not saying he would have won had he just kept his mouth shut, but I don't think we would be seeing Marsha... Blackburn running away with it as she's doing now. Again, still early, but I have no hope of Democrats picking up a seat in Tennessee. And even if they had done, he would have been a useless piece of shit who would have rubber stamped the uh, Republicans. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey votes are starting to come in. Uh, we'll get uh, some news probably on Bob Menendez pretty soon. Bob here. Menendez, according to this, is losing early, but very early, 0.9% reporting. And he is only down by 0.1%. Democrats are probably not going to take the Senate tonight, but they're definitely not going to take it if Bob Menendez <laughs> loses tonight. And that would be their own damn fault. It would be their own fault. Menendez, of course, was indicted on uh, corruption charges and he was acquitted. But as we know, it's notoriously difficult to get um, a conviction on corruption charges. Uh, so uh, either way... Clearly not something you want on your CV if you are, uh, if you are running in an election. If you're trying to get voters, and I, I Menendez is probably going to hold on. I think, uh, and now he's ahead. He's ahead now. Menendez is back ahead. Menendez it's going back, back and ahead. forth between and uh, forth. Gillum and DeSantis as well here. Uh, down in Virginia, where uh, Democrats have picked up one seat, Wexton over Comstock. Uh, we're getting some reports from CNN here. That uh, Democrat Leslie Cockburn has lost to Denver Riggleman. We'll uh, we'll confirm that and update that graphic soon. If so, that would be uh, another uh, seat that Democrats had hoped that they could flip that they're not going to be able to. But there's still plenty of opportunities. Democrats still need 21 seats to flip the House at this moment. But that will likely change quite soon. One of those seats, as we've noted, excuse me, noted earlier on the show, Dave Bratt. He is still up by one percentage point over Abigail Spanberger in the, uh, what district is it? Seventh Virginia district. Seventh. Seventh district, Richmond area. And uh, Bratt still has not won yet, and he still has not lost, but that is one that Dems will, I don't think they necessarily would have to flip it, but it would look good early if Dems can flip it. Definitely. 
Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, 8.30 right now. Up at 9 p.m., lots of polls closing in New York. That's when we'll probably uh, get the results, the guaranteed results about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being elected to the House. Uh, we're going to also have some results in Louisiana. There are some uh, uh, toss-up seats in Kansas that Democrats could possibly flip. They will be playing defense in Minnesota in one seat, a, Demo- a blue seat that Republicans competing for right now. Two seats in Minnesota. Two seats in Minnesota. Can I get a uh, critical alert? Whoa, we've got a critical alert happening here, folks. AP Politics calling Louis Gohmert, <laughs> Louis Gohmert <laughs> to win re-election. Uh, Sorry, I fucked up his name there. Louis Gohmert was a judge once. He was once a judge. He is now a congressman, and he will be a congressman for another two years. No surprises there, but he's just uniquely awful, so figured he deserved a critical alert. Yeah. Uh, we do have parts of Texas that have closed, and we are getting some of those results uh, in the Beto O'Rourke Ted Cruz Senate race, of course, one of our uh, prey, prey for one of these dipshits to lose, Ted Cruz and uh, Steve King. Sir, stop it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Steve. Ah. We're not sorry. Still looking at these races also in uh, Georgia, where we should be getting some, uh, some more votes coming in in Georgia's 6th district and Georgia's 7th district, two uh, seats Democrats are hoping they can flip. It That's is a right. bit of an uphill battle, though, there. Especially, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Are you all right there? I'm okay. Um, especially uh, considering that it looks like Kemp is leading by a lot early in uh, Stacey Abrams in it, Georgia. It does It does look like that, but also uh, no, no numbers whatsoever for the 6th District, uh, nor are there any numbers whatsoever for the 7th District via so. Politico. And... Uh, it 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 stands to reason that this uh, may be uh, a result of irregularities in the state of Georgia. Why aren't these results coming? Why aren't in? these conservative districts? Why <laughs> well, don't they have their act together here and getting their votes in? It's uh, I don't know, but anyway, looking at the top of the ticket, not really looking that good for Stacey Abrams. She's down thirty four point eight to sixty four point six with nine point three reporting. So we got a lot to go. Still waiting for those hotly contested uh, six and seven districts in the state of Georgia. No numbers yet. We got our eyes on them. But also, we can say this, a critical alert. Oh, we've got a critical alert? We have a critical alert. Let's do it. The Associated Press is reporting, sorry, predicting, calling, that the vice president's brother, Greg is uh, now a House member or will be next year. He won Indiana's 6th Congressional District. No surprise there, but he's a Veep's brother, so uh, he gets a critical alert. There's a bunch of uh, really shitty people spawning and getting their relatives in Congress. Uh, We've got, uh, what's her face, Uh, Liz Cheney, who will likely be reelected tonight. Was that in Montana or something? Wyoming. Wyoming. Jeffrey's saying that, uh, Sam, you should do the rest of the show on NyQuil. Maybe I should. Uh, W.M. Martin's saying every time they check in, the, the stream is off. You got bad luck, I guess. That's weird. Uh, we're streaming for most of every hour, about a half hour for every hour we're on here. Uh, we'll be streaming for uh, a bit longer here. Uh, 
Okay, looks like looks like they are calling it CBS and uh, CNN calling uh, Riggleman a winner in Cockburn uh, over Cockburn in Virginia. So that was that was a stretch. Again, that was a stretch. It was yeah. not a toss up. So it, it's not uh, panic stations yet for Democrats, but it would have been nice to win that. So. Ryan noting earlier, I'm not sure how old this uh, forecast is, but, but from 538, the uh, House forecast just went 50-50. On, uh, uh, oh, on 548. Yeah. 538. 538. And it, it, before it was uh, not that, was it? No. <laughs> it was uh, before it was uh, higher for, for dims. It was not 50-50. Maybe we're not seeing it. I mean, well, maybe uh, Gillum's... The uh, deficit right now is indicative that Democrats will not pick up seats they need in Florida. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I picked Florida as the state where Democrats would pick up the most seats. I was saying Pennsylvania. I'm not. I'm not sure where this uh, comes from. Oh, interesting. Predict it. <laughs> Who will control the House after 2018? Uh, the share of uh, people who think Democrats yes has gone down. 15 cents, it's now 55 to 45. We'd been so just watching barely. That. We'd been watching that, barely favoring Democrats over on Predict It and uh, Money Talks, as you know. Looking at uh, right now... Not looking good for Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> looking at right now our uh, up against the wall here of Republicans who could potentially lose, and I believe that we can apply our first X if you're watching at home. And you do have your sheet in front of you. Barbara Comstock down here in the bottom right-hand corner. She's a goner. She's a goner. We'll update that uh, when we get a chance here. Anybody else? Do we have any other uh, things? Uh, do we? I mean, Shalala, uh, Rose Lettinen had retired. Yep, I, I don't think she's there. not on there. Let's deal with Pete Sessions. That would be interesting if Pete Sessions were to lose down in Texas. I'm not sure if his district is uh, closed yet, if he's in the, the part of the Texas that's closed. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a that's a damn good question. Keeping an eye on Carlos Curbelo, who's on there still. That race still going on. Uh, nothing, nothing called yet there. Nothing. Sam Knight brought up Bruce Poliquin. Keeping an there. eye on that race up in Maine. Leonard Lance in New Jersey, still waiting on that. John Faso, no results there. But we're going to talk to Owen Higgins. Um. When we, we're we're going to be taking a break here in a little bit. And when we come back, we're going to have Owen Higgins on from Massachusetts. He's got a, a new article talking about FASO or FASO and uh, some other money and politics stories. He's got a new piece up at The Intercept. So you know, I mean, tune into that. It's looking like the money early on, maybe uh, looking at Andy Barr still hanging on. Andy, uh, 50.6, 48.2. Uh, lead Bar hanging on, huh? Over Amy McGrath, ninety-one point one percent reporting. So maybe the money's looking at that. <clears throat> it's looking at uh, DeSantis doing a little better than expected, and thinking that hey, maybe uh, maybe Democrats are going to blow this thing after all. Yeah, we're probably going to start getting answers to a lot of these races within the next hour. I mean, especially that David Bratt race. They've got to be almost uh, close to having those votes counted. Um, <laughs> Spanberger point six. Uh, deficit is 0.6 percentage points so uh, still hope for her uh, apparently Chapo boys are doing a stream right now people are saying in the in the chat room 
So did they not are. Know that I did not know that we were competing against them. But thank you for <laughs> tuning in with us. Um, let's see what else do we got here. We Somebody asked when the last time Kush Bomb's been on the Sentinel. I think that was a few months ago, maybe last year. Maybe, maybe. We got a uh, Politico still has Beto O'Rourke up by point two percent. That's uh, I I. You know, I got to say a lot of surprising stuff so far. I think uh, I, I'm, ex- I'm surprised that uh, Dems are underperforming in Florida. And early, I didn't think Beto O'Rourke would have any hope whatsoever. Yeah. But we mentioned that uh, Cockburn has likely lost that Virginia fifth seat, but she did perform better than expected. This was, a, a, again, this was going to be a tough one for Democrats to win. But if it is going to be a huge blue wave, these are seats that are going to fall. Yeah. But we'll see uh, as the night progresses. We also got to keep an eye on uh, Pennsylvania. We got a Pennsylvania closed at eight, and Dems got to pick up a lot of seats in, in Pennsylvania to have any shot. And uh, not, no calls so far, but keep Ben Jealous leading in Maryland slightly with 11%, and he's got a two-point lead. You you got this while I uh, plug in my computer for the next fifteen seconds, yeah, or is maybe this time to uh, to take the break. No, right go now? go ahead and plug in uh, plug in your uh, computer right now. Ah, let's uh, take a look again at some of the Democratic Senate seats that uh, that are uh, vulnerable. I should say Joe Manchin, Joe Donnelly, and Claire McCaskill. We'll get uh, McCaskill results starting to come in. Uh, fairly soon, Missouri closed at 8 p.m. Joe Manchin in uh, West Virginia. We had uh, those polls close earlier in the night. Claire, Claire McCaskill is another TBH. Wouldn't mind seeing them go. No. And w- one of the things she did in addition to um, sort of saying nasty stuff about immigrants and, and the wall, was it? Was she saying, oh, no, the caravan. She put out an ad saying she's not one of the crazy Democrats. Yeah, referring to Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, basically calling Elizabeth Warren crazy, and uh, she was McCaskill was getting very defensive about legislation, which she says was just designed to help small banks and credit unions, uh, including those with up to two hundred fifty billion dollars in assets. So that's um, crazy. That's crazy, Claire McCaskill. Uh, with a very morally robust uh, campaign message there. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, now AP calling that Denver Riggleman race. So uh, now that we have all these outlets calling it, we'll go ahead and call it here at the Sentinel. Can we get a uh, critical alert? Yeah, let's do it uh, as far as a critical alert here. <laughs> That's right. We can confirm Denver Riggleman. Denver Riggleman has defeated Leslie Cockburn in Virginia's fifth district possibly now has the most absurd name in the house of representatives what if he's related to jim riggleman the former washington nationals manager that was back in the old days for the nats interesting question uh speaking of which that reminds me there is sports intrigue in the state of texas tonight we have a former nfl player who's challenging for a seat uh, in Texas, uh, Colin Allred challenging Pete Sessions, and guess what? Colin Allred is up early, fifty-two point eight percent over forty-five point six percent. Definitely keep an eye on that. Pete Sessions 
in the 32nd district. Yes, in the 32nd district, fifth row down on the far right-hand side and the up-against-the-wall graphic. Suburban Dallas is... Put the uh, horns on them. Is what this district is. Let me uh, let me hit you with some all-red facts here. Riggleman was also a Cubs manager, someone uh, noting on the oh, chat room. So Looks I'll, like... Oh, sorry, go on. Uh, people are saying in the chat room here, this might be... Worthy of it. It's 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 confirmed through NewJersey.com here. This oh might yeah. Be a critical alert here. Oh, let's see it. Bob Menendez, re-elected. We'll Bob, hang on. Bob Menendez, he's a survivor. The Democrats' hope to take the Senate still lingers, barely, barely. Lingers, lingers, barely. Hope We're gonna springs eternal in the hearts of the horny. I think that's how the quote goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah it's something okay uh looks like oh, we've got another critical we got a alert very here, critical folks. alert Our, yeah critical alert you're here. seeing it too yes you want to do the honor sam Knight? yeah republican andy barr wins re-election to kentucky six yep. ap politics that's reporting. the race we've been watching here it's called at 8 43 officially so that's two hours and 43 minutes after polls closed in kentucky this was she considered a, a toss-up race. She gave him a fight. She gave him a fight. I will remind you, uh, don't feel too bad about this because the opponent was a military dem. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my uh, military dems, CIA dem, yeah. uh, fighter pilot dems mixed up this year. Yeah, we're, all, we're already uh, consoling ourselves if Brat wins because Spanberger is a former CIA Do you think agent. you've seen a lot of former CIA uh, <laughs> agents running for office as a Democrat? Just wait like 10 years. Yeah. Intern Nate is in the house, everyone. Uh, Intern Nate has arrived home from work. He'll be making an appearance on the show later. I, I think so. He, he said he wants to be on the show, uh, but sometimes he flakes. What's that? He says he has to have more beers. Intern oh, Nate wants to get good and beard yeah, up. He's getting good and beard up. Uh, those of you who are still sad about intern suck, and we're not confirming anything about intern suck, but if you're still sad about intern suck, you can take some solace in intern Nate. Okay, it looks like we are uh, have a slight uh, downtime right now. Hopefully... Uh, in the next 15, 20, 30 minutes or so, we will have some results uh, in maybe in Texas in this Beto O'Rourke play. Maybe Texas, in Florida, Maine, maybe New Jersey, maybe in Pennsylvania. Gil- maybe Gillum DeSantis. Maybe we'll have something in that Florida Senate race with uh, with Bill Nelson and uh, and uh, Skeletor himself. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't miss Florida that much. <laughs> Think of uh, the politicians up there. But uh, all right. Two Sams are going to take a quick break. We're going to recharge our batteries as we do. Maybe we'll get something to eat too. Probably. Get Sam Knight some more tissues. <laughs> tape his nose back onto his face. And then we'll be back with some critical news alerts. We're here in DC so that you don't have to be.
And we are back, the two Sams in Washington, D.C. We're in the Sentinel Fort on midterm election night. A lot of stuff has happened since uh, we last checked in. Although nothing, I guess not a lot has happened, but a lot of movement has happened. And we're getting down the wire in uh, states like Florida and uh, Texas with some uh, interesting results in Texas. Some would seem to be early disappointing results in Florida. We'll have to find out more. Friend of the show, Kurt, just chimed in that uh, he saw Democrats are winning in 31 House seats right now. The number they need to flip is 21, of course. And uh, we'll get to uh, some more news here, but we've got a guest on the show with us on the phone from you in Massachusetts, Owen? I am, I am. Owen Higgins, reporter. You've seen him all over the place, uh, most recently in The Intercept. Follow him on Twitter, at Owen Higgins, E-O-I-N-H-I-G-G-I-N-S. Hey, Owen. Welcome to the... uh, Oh, yeah. How could I freaking forget the underscore? Never forget the underscore. I can't believe I forgot the underscore, but uh, Owen, it's good to have you on the show. Guys, good to be here. So, uh, what's your what's your read early on? It's only uh, been, I guess, three and a half hours since polls closed in Indiana and Kentucky. And uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, so um, I wasn't paying a whole bunch of attention to the national races immediately uh, because I am here at a DA race watch party in Massachusetts um, for. Andrea Harrington, who was the Democratic nominee, uh, ran a reform campaign, uh, won the primary against the incumbent. Uh, people can look at my Twitter feed for the whole story. It's, it's, it's kind of complicated, and there's a lot of some you know, backhanded dealings. But, but basically, um, she won the primary, and then uh, the incumbent decided to mount a writing campaign. Uh, it, it looks like she has pretty resoundingly defeated him. Uh, so that's what I was doing for the first like hour and a half, two hours. Um, since then I've been looking at the, the numbers coming out and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought that it was going to be a lot, uh, bluer, I guess, than it has been already. Well, but I'm kind of like looking at the New York times projections. So I don't really, you know, they're not always like the quickest. Th- there are some disappointments, uh, so far thinking of Gillum in Florida, uh, thinking of Kemp's lead in Georgia, but there are also some surprises. Beto O'Rourke proving that he's putting up a fight. I have to admit, I thought he would lose by double digits at the start of the night, and that all the Beto O'Rourke talk was a bunch of um, yeah. He's hanging in a lot longer than I thought he would. Liberal hot yeah. air. He he he's doing himself uh, uh pretty pretty well tonight, and we had internate. Who's not on the air? But is, just, it, is it a critical alert or no? It's not a critical okay. alert. Alert per se. I also don't have full verification. Internet says Fox News thinks that uh, Democrats will keep the ha- or, or will take back the House. Excuse me. So, mm. you know, there there there's still a lot well, a lot of chips to fall. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that is disappointing about Gillum. Um, you know, not least because DeSantis is an out and out white nationalist. Um, and and did not really even pretend not to be uh, yeah. during the campaign. Yeah. Um, as far as Beto goes, I mean, I think that 
you know, really it would be a mistake to, you know, uh, before the results even came in to like underestimate how loathsome Ted Cruz really is to a large amount of people. Uh, I mean, he's just really not well liked. And, and I think that uh, if Beto wins, obviously he ran um, a pretty impressive campaign for Senate in Texas, uh, you know, helped by the millions and millions of dollars that he had come in. Yeah. Um, and I think that if he wins, I mean, I think that you, you, you know, I think if he wins, you know, you have to like give a lot of respect to the fact that, you know, a Democrat won in Texas against an entrenched incumbent with a national profile, but a huge win. at the same time, um, yeah, I mean, that that's a big win. So, yeah, I mean, Ted Cruz probably would have won the Republican nomination, uh, in 2016 had Donald Trump not run, but if anyone could have lost to Hillary Clinton, Ted, <laughs> Ted Cruz uh, certainly could have. But either way, it's 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 amazing to see such a a, a fall from grace. If in fact uh, a, such a rapid fall from grace, uh, if in fact Ted Cruz does end up uh, eating shit tonight. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much of that like you can pin on the fact that you know uh, Trump just destroyed him during the 2016 race speak speak I mean, just like just yeah no that Sorry, that, ahead, that no that's 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 a very good point i mean it's uh it it, it might not be so much uh beto o'rourke as just as the fact that ted cruz uh, was totally humiliated and is submitting to the ongoing humiliation of himself yeah. Uh, by by uh, totally well, you, you, uh, being down with Donald Trump, who he once looked in the camera and said, you know, stay the hell away from Heidi, my wife, or whatever. And uh, he didn't. And You know, uh, just this, this interesting note about that moment, though, um, that moment coincides with my favorite moment of the entire uh, 2016 primary, which is when, like, Ted Cruz, like, said that to the gaggle of reporters that was around him. And like, just like, like, you know, like I'm being very serious here. And like MSNBC's Hallie Jackson, like immediately was like, yeah. would you still support him for president? And he's like, uh, uh, like, I will oh, be man. the nominee. Stupid I moment. will. He will not be the nominee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was the nominee. <laughs> oh, and we've been highlighting, yeah, uh, was. we've been highlighting Ted Cruz as like one of our, uh, dream people to, uh, to lose tonight. What do, what do you think the chances are that Steve King falls later? Put on your, your, uh, your pundit hat here. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I screwed up the 2016 predictions so bad. Um, I don't want to give anybody the kiss of death by my, by me saying that they'll win. Um, the numbers coming out of Iowa um, looked good. You know, in the closing moments of the campaign, looked like he was increasing. Uh, uh, Schulten was, was uh, making a good play for, for King's seat. I, I don't know. If that's going to be enough. Um, I, you know, King really didn't know what he was up against, and it all kind of happened pretty quickly. Uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but I, uh, somebody was saying, I don't know, it was on the radio or or but or maybe it was you guys, but um, that King's like only campaign ad was like a year old, or like like from the last cycle. Like no, no, that like, wasn't he, us. He just, it was he was just totally blindsided. He got into the TV game like like a week ago, but like the, the ad he had was from like three, two or three years ago. So, 
it's possible that King could go down. That would be that'd be really great. Can we stop it? Can we can, can we pause mo- uh, one moment for a critical alert? Oh, uh, we've got a critical alert we've here. We've got a critical sure. alert. We have to do this critical alert. Breaking AP politics predicting that Republican Jackie Walorski will win re-election to the U.S. Mm. House in Indiana's 2nd Congressional District. Took her uh, long enough. Took, this, this was a race we had been watching in Indiana. It would, it would have been a stretch for Dems to win. I guess they can take comfort in the fact that... Uh, that it's what three hours and forty ish minutes uh, since polls closed in Indiana, and it took Jackie Walorski that long to win. Yeah, uh, and last time we checked, Joe Donnelly is really struggling uh, against Mike Braun there. Oh, they called it already. Oh, Sorry. they've already you called that. Want to do a critical alert for that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it sort of defeats the purpose, well, but uh, <laughs> you know we got to get in the habit of doing it. We got to get. Yeah, d- uh, Joe Donnelly has lost. Joe uh, Donnelly in, in has lost. Uh, don't act like a fascist, dummy. Yeah. Do, do, so, uh, I the guess last uh, week of the election, <laughs> don't try to out-fascist Mr. Uh, the President. We were uh, we, we covered this on the show about the uh, that classic moment in the debate where Joe Donnelly was trying to praise his his uh, the, oh the people of color who work for him on his staff, and and he just kept on just fucking being racist. <laughs> He's like, I have a, I have a black woman who works for me, but she is good. Oh God, yeah. Ag- oh, against God, all yeah, odds. That. Yeah. It, it, it that was, was really it, bad. It was that was really awful. bad. Quick critical alert here. Whoa. Uh, this one uh, going around. Speaking of punking officials here, Jared Polis is going to be elected governor of Colorado. Uh, best known, he's a good advocate for marijuana reform. One. He is. Uh, Best known in my eyes for punking the DEA administrator, uh, Michelle Leonard, uh, in congressional testimony um, when she claimed that all the drugs are just as bad as pot. Heroin, meth, all the drugs. By the way, we are approaching critical alert. This is not quite a critical alert, uh, but we're getting there. And I have some very good news to report, which is Dave Bratt. Dave Brat is on the ropes. He is down Shit. by point six, six tenths of a percentage point, losing to Abigail Spanberger in uh in in his district. Ninety six point nine percent of precincts are reporting. Wow. There are seven Knock precincts that motherfucker left. out. Dave yes. Brat, who Brat, excuse me, Brat, Brat, whatever. May as well call him Brat because he's a fucking fascist. To uh. <laughs> Because a German. Dave Brat, <laughs> Brat featured on the Up Against the Wall list. We Up. have added the red uh, X to Barbara Comstock in the bottom right-hand corner. Just to just to reiterate, Steve Bannon campaigned for Dave Brat. Didn't like 12 people show up for that? That was uh, Bannon coming to Kansas, I believe. That was where few hey, people. Hey, Owen, I want to ask you in, in just a second about a piece you've got up at the article. But first, uh, Murder Brian is in the chat room right now. Uh, talking about how he wishes he was streaming for the show. First, welcome, welcome to the show. I heard you. He, he said he voted, spent four minutes voting, and it was bullshit. <laughs> uh, but uh, Brian, if you want to call into the show uh, later, maybe maybe sometime in the 10 p.m. hour, or 11 p.m. hour, let us know. We can uh, bring you on in the same way we're bringing Owen on. Speaking of Brian, yeah, Brian, Brian do it. Brian from the uh, great state of Ohio, the Buckeye State, and last I checked, there not going so well for uh, Richard Cordray, who we, we had mentioned earlier. Sherrod Brown, he's he's won. He's he's predicted to win. Sherrod Brown, he's got it. 
Uh, but Mike DeWine right now up eight percentage points on Cordray, uh, 55.9% of mm. precincts have, are reporting. So uh, Cordray has it all to do. Who uh, is to- Richard Cordray? No, okay. <laughs> uh, Owen. <laughs> So what do you what do you got published you know, actually, in the uh, it, it, what, what what's up you got to go or what? That, can I just say something first though? Yeah, go for it. All right, so I, I just want to say this, and so this is going to be kind of um, somewhat out of character for me, but I, but I do want to say that um, I don't think that you know a lot of these Democratic losses that we're seeing that are disappointing. Not all of them are, you know, solely the fault of the party being unable to get its shit together. You know, like so many of them are are about. Um, voter suppression and and enthusiasm and uh, are you there owen have we lost you you know might be good and might not have done it but i, I do want to say that somebody like joe donnelly should have learned from like the the odds that you don't beat these guys by just becoming them because then voters will just vote for the vote for the real republican yeah, yeah. I mean, that's been something that's uh, been advised for like fifty years now, and it looks like it, it's counterpoint for can Joe Manchin. Cri- though, yeah, uh, can we get a critical? Well, we don't need a critical alert. AP, did, uh, AP did is Joe predicting Manchin just call that. Yeah, it? I don't Joe even Manchin. want to do. I don't even want to do well, a critical, we won't do a critical alert, for alert for Joe Manchin. But just well, know that the AP has predicted Joe Manchin. Well, on our list re-election. of, uh, to be honest, wouldn't mind seeing them go. We've got. Uh, Joe Donnelly gone. Joe Manchin staying. It's on Claire McCaskill. Give us a Claire McCaskill update when you get a chance, uh, Sam Knight. Will do. All right, Owen. Uh, what's what's going on? What did you uh, publish in The Intercept recently? Yeah, so today um, I published a piece that was kind of looking at polling and how polling isn't like the only way to predict outcomes. Um, two researchers, Kristen Johnson and Bobby Constantino, reached out to me and they... Uh-oh. Uh, donor information from the FEC, and you plug it into Google Maps. Hey, hey um, Owen, Owen, can I get you just and, back and, up back up yep. 15 seconds? We we lost you for about five seconds there at the start of that. Mm-hmm. About the researchers reached out to you and what? Yeah, so what they found was that if you, if you take the donor information um, from the FEC for a lot of these races, you kind of plug it into Maps so that you can see where the donations are coming from. A lot of the time the polls will miss the fact that not in all of these cases, but but in some of these races, there's a lot of donations coming from low-income areas, and that because these people are traditionally underserved by polling, um, there can be possibilities that uh, that polling is missing major percents of of the voting public. And mostly, you saw this in the primaries, uh, the Ayanna Presley victory against uh, Mike Capuano in Massachusetts. Uh, you know, she was down in the poll like three weeks before the election uh, by 13% and then won by 18%. But if you looked at where the donor information was coming from, like they just weren't really looking at the lower income neighborhoods and expecting them to turn out the way that they did. And so what we did was we kind of just took that and then looked at the Stacey Abrams, Brian Kemp race, which at this point kind of looks like maybe that wasn't exactly what we thought it was. Um, but to say that, you know, it was possible that we might see like some major turnout for Abrams in these low-income neighborhoods, um, which could have put her over the top. I think, however, the uh, the voter suppression there probably took care of that. Yeah, the, the, I mean, it's so in your face with everything that uh, Kemp has been doing there that uh, that that it's it. 
We, yeah, we, 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 with Abrams, uh, it's it's hard to sort of just roll your eyes and be like, oh, classic Dems, uh, when there's so many fucking uh, dirty tricks going on. Yeah, it's pr- we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Even, you know, I was surprised by how blatant it's gotten in Georgia. Can we wait? Sorry, can we pause? We yeah. got a critical alert. We, we got, got a critical, critical alert, alert. Of course, we can always pause for a critical alert. Hold on, as I stall while I get the graphic up for our critical alert. <laughs> AP Politics predicting Democrat Debbie McCarcel Powell wins election to the House. That's in, a flip in the twenty-sixth congressional district. That's a flip, Curbelo. Yep. Curbelo out. So the number of seats to flip the House has now gone down to twenty. We're still waiting on Dave Bratt here to lose. We are still waiting on Dave Bratt. I got to say, though, I'm looking at some of the returns from New Jersey, and it Dems are not doing as well as uh, they might have hoped. In Same possibly in Pennsylvania. That said, there is a lot of room for them to come back. I just, I'm looking at one race in, the, uh, in suburban Philadelphia, the first congressional district. Brian Fitzpatrick leading... Uh, by 1.8 percentage points. That said, very early, very early, 16.8 percent of precincts uh, reporting there. But uh, there's 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 another race in New Jersey that has me a little worried. If I can just pull it up here, it is uh, in the I believe the third district. It was a toss-up, according to Politico, and uh, the Democrat last I checked, not doing very well there. If I can just uh, delay as I find my bearings here on the uh, scrolling, the uh, yeah, Tom MacArthur. Th- okay, so this was a toss-up. Okay, this was a toss-up. Tom MacArthur is leading Andy Kim, sixty-one point eight to thirty-six point one. This is New Jersey's third congressional district. Those aren't toss-up numbers. Thirty-four point thirty-four point one percent of precincts reporting. So, uh, not looking good. There, there are other uh, flip opportunities. Leonard, about, Leonard it, Lanz is holding you, on against Tom Malinowski. Go ahead. Are you guys from New York? I'm I'm not looking at New York at the moment. Shall I pull it up? Yeah, I'm just wondering about 19, 22, 21, and 23. Uh, 19. Sorry, 19 is Tenny, is it not? Yeah, Tenny. Uh, nothing in yet. No, 22 is Tenny. Oh, 22 is Tenny. Uh, nothing in for Tinny yet. Uh, Nineteen. Let me get get a second here. It's still early. Yeah, nothing in. Faso Delgado is nineteen. Yeah, that's right. Nothing in there uh, either. A lot of these states. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's trickling in. We might be in for a late night, folks. Uh, we we said at the at the start of the broadcast. Well, it's good because we've got guests lined up. We, you know, we maybe do. we might have Murder Brian calling in uh, a little later. We've got Intern Nate lined so, up later. But go ahead, Owen. So, so nice segue into just one other thing I wanted to plug before uh, before we part part ways here. Yeah, is, you're you're um, at a party. We'll we'll, we'll we'll let you get back to your party here in a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm at this. Uh, so I wrote this piece yesterday for Sludge um, on how Paul Ryan had to get called in to come raise money for Faso, and who, which are the races that I was asking about. Um, and the so Faso Delgado and Tenny Brindisi are very, very close. Um, NRCC, Paul Ryan's. Um, 
protect the house pack, or I think it's protect the house. I can't remember which one it is, but um, are pouring money into there into into negative, or we're pouring money into negative ads. The thing that I think wasn't really reported, and I'm not really sure how it's going to play out, is that uh, Kako and Stefanik, who seem to be like easy Republican holds, uh, were outraised by their uh, their opponents in the third quarter. Huh. So interesting to watch what's going on there because it is po- like upstate New York is kind of weird. Like it is pretty Republican, but at the same time, um, you know, there have been a lot of more left leaning and liberal people who have moved up to that area, especially in like the last decade. So it'll be interesting to watch if Jacqueline Stefanik like easily win reelection, if it's close or if they get flipped, which I think is probably not that possible. Although you never know. Well, I'm uh, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the uh, the the stupid Politico website, waiting waiting for these New York results to come in. And uh, hey, can't you see I'm waiting here? They took the metro in. Hey, hey, hey. they took the. Uh, We've got people here in the chat room, Owen, uh, talking shit about the Red Sox. Can't see that, Kurt. That the, the Red Sox are bad. Uh, they just they wanted me to ask you about the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, you, you got anything I to mean, say? We are talking about Republicans, I guess. So, <laughs> what's that? There it is. There it is. Well, we'll have intern Nate on there later to uh, to respond to that. Uh, Owen Higgins, <laughs> I'll let you get back to your party here. You want to plug any stuff before uh, before you go? Anything else? Nope. Uh, I just think um, people want to read the sludge piece, and the intercept piece. They're both up there, and um, I have a. Uh, thread that I just posted with the with the election results here for the DA of, of the reporting I've done on that. So if you want to check that out and kind of see what happened um, in this small part of rural western Massachusetts, then they can check out that reporting. There it is. Owen Higgins, you can see his Twitter handle on the screen, E-O-I-N-H-I-G-G-I-N-S underscore. Hey, thanks a lot for uh, coming on uh, the District Sentinel's midterm election night coverage. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, we are out there. It's, uh, are we ready for a critical news? We can be ready thing? for a critical alert right now. Critical alert. Politico reporting that the 5th Congressional District of Pennsylvania has been flipped. Flip! Flipped by Democrats. Mary Scanlon has defeated Pearl Kim 60, well, it's ongoing. Right now it's 61.1 to 38.9. No way back for Pearl Kim, according to Politico. That is a flip for Democrats in the state of Pennsylvania. Boom, the blue wall. <laughs> the blue wall slowly. Do we have an update uh, yet on Dave Bratt? Rebuilding. An update I'm really on itching Dave to put an X on his name. Yeah. I will uh, look at that for you. I will say that uh, mo- looking briefly at the state of Kansas and Democrats doing very well there, Hmm. Kevin Yoder, the incumbent, he is losing to Sharice Davids, uh, 53.2 to 44.7 early, 23.4% uh, of precincts reporting. Davis had been expected to win. That was a lean dim. But better news looking up uh, to the second district. That's a toss-up, and dims are winning right there, uh, there right now. Paul Davids is beating Steve Watkins, 51.6 uh, 
uh, to 43%. That was held by a uh, Republican who is retiring now mm. back to the Commonwealth of Virginia. And uh, Dave Bratt still losing by 0.6%, six tenths of a percentage point and uh, 3.1% of precincts left to go. Hmm. So uh, I honestly can't remember if the uh, 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 if we're waiting for fewer precincts or not. But uh, Dave brought n- nothing nothing looking better for him at this point. So uh, that's good. That is good indeed. I was curious. I was looking uh, in Missouri here for Claire McCaskill. Looking for an update on Claire McCaskill's race here. Can you hit me with a uh, critical uh, news alert thing? Sure. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> hurry, <laughs> hurry, hurry. This is it's, critical. It's Breaking critical. AP politics reporting that uh, predicting Democrat Connor Lamb wins re-election. That's big because he was also up against another incumbent, Keith Rothfuss, in the uh, 17th district of Pennsylvania in the uh, suburbs of Pittsburgh. So that was a weird situation where you had two incumbents facing off because of the redistricting. Uh, and the Democrat has prevailed. Connor so that Lamb, is a flip, right? That is a flip, well, we my friend. So we had 20 to flip, and then we came in with uh, someone, I forgot who, but we're down. We're basically down to 18. We'll just jump it down to 18. Democrats need 18 more uh, We We'll, we'll definitely, the, ne- the, the, ne- the next time we take a break, we will uh, definitely double check on our, uh, uh, on our flip count. I think, we're, I think we're there. Where are we at? Kurt, Kurt, Kurt says 15. 15? How about this? How about this? We, uh, we at the Sentinel are uh, ready to mark it down to 16. We'll hold <laughs> off on going down to 15 just yet. Hold off on going we'll, down we'll to wait. 15. We'll, have to, we'll have to double what check. What time is it? It is 9.59 p.m. right now at the 10 o'clock hour. We've got Iowa. Steve King we watch begins at 10 p.m., everyone. Iowa watch. Uh, Montana, North Dakota... Oregon, Idaho, Utah, and Nevada coming up at 10 p.m. Nice Nevada pronunciation. It's not just uh, Steve King. It's because I fucked up Oregon, as I was saying, <laughs> and I made sure to get Nevada right. It's, uh, it's, it's not just Steve King who's, who's on the ropes. We've got uh, David Young in the 3rd District. Hmm. Uh, Rod Bloom, or Blum. Is it Bloom or Blum? B-L-U-M. Rod is his first name. And uh, he might be facing the rod of vengeance from the voters who might choose Abby Finkhauer uh, over him. So Mm. three possible seats for Democrats to pick up. Another thing to look out for, though, I, uh, you know, I I wouldn't expect it. Greg Gianforte, the uh, Montana at large congressman who body slammed Ben Jacobs, who sucks for other reasons, not related to the body slam. But <laughs> Gianforte, uh, he was a likely R at the start of the night. So he was an outside shot for Dems to uh, unseat him very shortly after he first won re-election. I don't think it's going to happen. Either way, we'll find out soon. Montana closing at 10. Possible pickup for Democrats in Utah uh, because Mia Love. Mia Love. Mia Love, the only uh, black Republican 
uh, woman in Congress might lose. Yes, Mia Love featured in the zines against the wall here. And what's what's the deal with Pete Sessions uh, up against the football player here? One of the races we've been watching. Pete Sessions. Pete Sessions that down is, in Texas. That is a very good also, question. Also on the wall. Pete Sessions was uh, having some struggle sessions, and it looks like he still is, if I can uh, just readjust this here. Still early, according to Politico, but he's down 6.5.6%, uh, 52.4. No, 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 I, I, I miscount. 6.4. 6. <laughs> anyway, Colin Allred winning 52.4% to uh, 46. Still early, 7.4% uh, of precincts uh, reporting. Okay. Uh, I think this is a good stopping point for now. What do you think? There is. I will uh, give you this update, though, because we're on Texas, a Houston area district where uh, Republican incumbent John Culberson is mm -hmm. losing to Lizzie Fletcher, 52.2 to 47.8. I believe Mr. Culberson is on the wall, too. I think he is on the wall. He is on the wall. Uh, do we? Is there any quick update out of Florida in the gubernatorial race? I mean, we... we we aren't focusing too much on those, but I just hate Ron DeSantis so much. Uh, that's true. I just want to note that uh, the AP don't no critical alert for this because there's no surprise. AP calling uh, Utah in favor of Mitt Romney. So <laughs> Willard Mitt Romney he's, is heading to the United States Senate. He's coming it's to D.C. It's official. Mitt Romney coming to D.C. Folks. All right. Let me let me give us uh, one last. We need yeah, yeah. Florida. Then we will cut to a break here. And uh, I'm about to sneeze, so let's, uh, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Um, there appears to be kind of a stall in terms of the precincts reporting, because right. Scott Nelson is at, it was, was, is at what it was before, 50.4 to 49.6, and uh, Gillum still down a percentage point to DeSantis. But as I was saying to you earlier, they're not all precincts, most but not all precincts, in Leon County, which is Andrew Gillum's home county, that's uh, where Tallahassee is located, still waiting for some of those to come in. So still could be a lot of movement in that race. Still waiting in uh, Alachua County, which uh, is in a sea of red, but going for Gillum. Still waiting for a few around uh, Orlando and the Tampa area and West Palm Beach and Miami. So obviously this thing has not been called for a reason. Uh, All right, and we're waiting on that. We're well, we'll have on that more. Reason. We'll, yeah, we'll have more on that later. Uh, lots more coming up with the Sentinel Boys in Washington D.C. live midterm election night coverage. Maybe, maybe we'll have Brian Quimby on the show later. Maybe. Intern Nate's coming on the show later. Uh, stick around. We're gonna take a break, recharge the batteries. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be. It is almost 11 p.m. on the East Coast. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. This is District Sentinel Radio's live midterm election coverage coming to you from the Sentinel Fort in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. If you're not a subscriber, try subscribing on Patreon, too. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Got uh, lots of stuff to get to. A lot of X's 
on the wall. That's the, right. Uh, against the wall to get to. But first, we've got a special guest. You all demanded him in the chat room. Brian Quinby, one half of the hit anarcho comedy podcast, Street Fight Radio, at Murder Brian on Twitter. It's a hit. It's a, of course it's a hit. It's a hit. You're a of star. A You're a star, baby. You're I was a star. looking. I was looking for this picture to put on for our, our graphic of you, and uh, you look good in this picture. You got like this flannel. You look like um, who's the guitarist from uh, who's uh, that's a uh, not Rage Against the Machine, but I guess he was. But uh, Tom Morello. Tom Morello. You look like Tom Morello Ooh. in this picture. Handsome. Yeah. That's good then. I look like a real revolutionary. Yeah. How was your voting experience today? I just walked over and see. I voted because when the when the 2016 election happened, and I kept saying Hillary Clinton's going to win. Don't worry about it. I had to see my wife and kids' face when Donald Trump won, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'd probably go out and vote this time." <laughs> <laughs> And uh, issue one, issue one here was a uh, really cool thing that they had that was going to get rid of uh, jail time for drug offenders. Hmm. And uh, it failed by a lot. (laughs) But still, though, those ballot initiatives, it it's a lot easier to show up to just vote for a ballot initiative than it is for a politician. Like you, you, you don't feel like punching yourself in the face after you necessarily after you vote for a ballot initiative the way you do sometimes when you're like, well, I guess I have to vote for the Democrat. Yeah. Sharon Brown was not a good, wasn't my favorite feeling pressing that button. (laughs) Well, there were no anarchists on the ballot for Senate, unfortunately. Never. They never are on it. I'm going to be on it sometime. I'm going for it someday. I'm telling you. Did you uh did you hear about that ballot initiative down in Florida that has on the same question you have to vote yes or no should offshore drilling be outlawed and should vaping indoors be outlawed How would you vote I on that I didn't hear about that How would you How vote would on I that? vote Ah oh, man <laughs> you know I really like I like the places where you can vape indoors because you can like get away with weed there but uh I don't like offshore shore drilling, so that is really like a what's that movie? Uh, Sophie's Choice, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Know. Is I, it I, really, I probably, Brian? Is that really what it's like? <laughs> it is. It is. It was, it, it, Have uh, you seen the movie? <laughs> it was just tugging at my heartstrings. That one. No, I would have probably voted against that. I would say. I guess I heard that they passed letting felons vote though. Yes, I heard about that too. That Brian, was a Brian, big thing. Can I can I stop you for a second? Because you mentioned Sophie's yeah. Choice, and I've got some uh, related news. Is it is it big news? It, it's not big news. So it's not critical alert. Not a news. critical okay. alert. It's All expected. Right. But again, just want to reiterate: you mentioned Sophie's Choice. Steve Scalise has won his reelection. <laughs> Because Steve he's the, Scalise, he's the guy that got shot. He's the guy who right. got shot in the dick. Yeah, but he's he's the KKK guy. He's the guy who's like I'm David Duke without the baggage. So it was very fortuitous. 
that you brought up Sophie's Choice right when the well, AP called it for he, Steve Scalise. He definitely has less baggage going into his next term <laughs> in Congress. And by baggage, I mean balls because they were shot off. I think people just felt sorry for that guy, right? Like, that's the hope. It's like he got shot, so they're like, I guess we got to give him another shot. Well, it's 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 uh, Metairie. It's it's uh, suburban New Orleans. I don't think they're the most uh, uh, anti-KKK. I don't think KKK uh, was really baggage for him down there. Uh, speaking of, yeah, I went there last year, and uh, it didn't seem like a very blue part of the country. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> New Orleans is cool though. I love New Orleans, but. Uh, uh, another another update, also uh, totally expected. Republican Andy Harris wins re-election to U.S. House, Maryland's first congressional district. He is very anti-weed. Wait, Andy Harris won. Andy Harris won, as expected. Very anti-weed. So I, uh, I I'm, I'm gonna I've got a joint right here. I'm gonna smoke because fuck Andy Harris, and I'm gonna smoke this J real quick. <laughs> I, would, I mean, like jail anti-weed, like go to jail anti-weed. Yeah, he would probably definitely lock up all the all the potheads. Well, to be fair, he was very much against uh, D.C. legalizing it, and he try as he may, he, you can still get it. You can walk into stores in Columbia Heights and and buy it like it's fucking like it like it's a candle or something. Like it's a can- I, like I it's a scented a, candle uh, shop. A lot of flavored sativa vape pen from uh, DC. The last time I was there. Yeah, that was that was a fun show. Damn, Sam, I'd I'd hit that shit, Sam, but. You're sick as hell, and I don't want my nose to fall off like yours is about to. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Another update. uh, Tim Walls has won uh, governor of Minnesota as Democrat. He was, uh, he's a House member currently, and he left that, and he he won. He won. He's governor. What about his seat? That was one of the seats that uh, could have gone Republican. Yes, that is one of the few House seats uh, that could go Republican. Let Let me check on that. Why don't you talk to Brian while I check on that? Brian, what's uh? I know. Go ahead. I know that if there's one thing that people love to vote for in this country, it's walls. So he had a really good chance. But um. What do you, what do you make of this new roster of Democratic candidates we have? We've got uh, former uh, Air Force pilots. We've got military people. We've got a CIA agent about to knock off Dave Bratt in Virginia. You ex- do we have any valor feats at all? <laughs> like that's the kind of truth I look for. <laughs> uh, we 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 just have to keep digging. I'm sure there's a couple of them. There tends to be valor thieves all the time in Congress. Hey, maybe in 30 years we'll get a troop who was kicked out for being a commie. Have oh, I? Oh yeah, Spencer. Spencer. Old Spencer. Or is or there a? Uh, is there a? Is that guy with the eye patch? Is he a Democrat <laughs> by any chance? Uh, no, he's a Republican. That's why everyone got mad because he's a Republican. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I didn't even know he was running, but I was just like, I saw a picture of him today. Like he was on CNN saying like, I'm just offended by all this comedy or whatever. And uh, I was like, that guy looks badass. I can see how he would win an election, even though he's a Republican. (laughs) Yeah. He looks like a villain from the Austin Powers movies or something. Oh, is it looking, 
Is it looking like they're going to flip the the house at least? It it, it is it is looking like Democrats are going to flip the house right now. They uh, when we they, walked walked into the studio it was nine. What is nine? It now? The number the magic number is still nine, and there's a lot to the go. They're, still they're looking nine. good in Iowa. They're looking good. Where by the way, Steve King might lose. We might have to chug a bottle of champagne tonight. What's the latest on Steve King here? <laughs> uh, Steve King. Let me check on that. But in the meantime, I do have a uh, critical alert. Wait, we've got a critical we've alert. A critical uh, stand alert. by, Brian. We have a critical alert to get to. Critical alert. Republican Ted Budd wins re-election Shit. to the U.S. House in North Carolina's 13th Congressional District. <sighs> that was one that could have maybe flipped. Uh, AP is calling... No, it won't flip. And AP is also calling no, it won't flip. And this is relevant to uh, Brian's home state of Ohio. Troy Balderson Damn is uh, winning re-election to the, the House, Ohio's 12th district. He actually just won for the first time in a special election a few uh, months ago. And it was thought that maybe he would lose now, which would be pretty funny if you... Uh, if you were only a congressman for like five months. Brian, did you not go out and vote in Ohio's 12th district as well to prevent I, Mr. Balderson from winning? I tried to vote in all the districts, <laughs> but I only got a few of them done. <laughs> 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 I, I went to a bunch of them. I, I don't know what the 12, I don't know what the districts are here, but like, uh, I you know, know your district. Like one of the, my district is, uh, I don't know, like probably one or two. I'd imagine I'm downtown Columbus. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's. I voted. It's, it's one of those. I voted for all Democrats, so uh, that that's that was like I went in and I said I'm going to vote for all the Democrats, and then I'm going to vote. See, we had a ballot initiative in my neighborhood that was like, "Hey, uh, vote." So it was like this vote is for prohibiting medical marijuana dispensaries from operating in my neighborhood. And I almost voted yes on it, but then I had to read it again. And it was no, because you were voting against prohibiting. I just saw the word marijuana just was like, yes. (laughs) I think what year was it that weed, we got to vote weed legalization in DC. Was that that 2014? Yeah. Yeah. That was when I voted straight green down the uh, ticket, all green party and for weed. Did you get yelled at by everybody you know for that? Because I'm a, like, I, the reason I keep saying, the reason I'm like, well, yeah, I voted is just so nobody yells at <laughs> for, the next, for the next two years. You can just lie. I, I sort of like to yeah. vote Green Party just to troll uh, people like uh, like our boy on Twitter. What's, who's our friend on Twitter in New York? Uh, who, Which one? Uh, never mind. I'm not going to start Twitter beef right now. Uh, yeah, I figured Mr. Were... Weeks? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Weeks. No, it was. It was. I know that guy. It was more controversial than that. I, 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 uh, I, I, Sam and I basically know what each other are thinking all the time. So, so. Uh, Sam Knight mentioned uh, Mr. Balderson, who was on the list here of up against the wall in our zine. Brian, I hope you filled out the zine uh, against the wall. I'm, I'm not going to quiz you on it. Don't worry. But we had some uh, more additions to it with uh, Carlos Curbelo losing. Get out the big red marker. Draw the devil horns. Uh, Bruce Poliquin losing in Maine. Uh, Pete Sessions losing. This is a race you had been watching. That's right. That's uh, right. 
We had Scott Taylor lose. Colin Allred, the former Tennessee Titans linebacker, Colin Allred, who I don't want to just reduce him to that. He's a lawyer, too. Uh, he's 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 got all the the good uh, professional degrees, but he was also a fucking linebacker, which is pretty cool. And yeah. uh, and he beat Sessions. We had Mike Kaufman lose, Pete Roskam lose, Kevin uh, Yoder lose, Eric Paulson lose. Excuse me. So uh, the wall is getting filled out here, pr- pr- pretty nicely here. <coughs> Brian, what's uh, what's the latest? Uh, what what are you looking forward to most tonight? Uh, on election night, heading forward here, is it just going to sleep, or are there any races that you've got your eye on later? I'm probably going to watch TV later, maybe wrestling, I'm thinking. I, <laughs> I just want to see if the house flips. You know, at yeah. this point, it's like the thing that I wanted to pass, the only thing I truly cared about didn't pass. So it's kind of like if the house flips, I can like go to bed and just be like, oh, well, a new era of inact, like ineptness. Well, well Brian, can exist. Wait, I, I, should we? Should we? Yeah, let's uh, hang Brian, on. Hang we've on, got Brian. We've got a critical alert. We've, we've got, got a, we've got extremely good news for you, Brian, in the form of a critical alert. This alert is critical, according to a screenshot that Kurt just showed me on his phone. CNN has predicted the Democrats will, in fact, take the House. I see Sam Sachs. Uh, 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 reducing the the house flip number to one. Uh, I forgot that we don't have anything for zero. So <laughs> well, we'll, it's just, okay uh, because it's it not official yet. With a thumbs up it, it here. Will, we'll probably uh, wait for the next. Uh, a lot happens when, when you're talking to Brian. It does. It does. But it, it it's 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 looking good. And I will say on the uh, Politico projection, it just ticked up from f- uh, gain fourteen to gain fifteen. It's looking very much like, uh, as I tweeted a few weeks ago, not even the Democrats could fuck this up. Yeah, so it looks like Democrats are going to have a lot of gavels in the House next year. Subpoena power, baby. Subpoena power. Subpoena power. What, 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 should, they, what should they be looking into, Brian? Uh, I don't think they're going to look into anything, but uh, maybe legalizing weed is the only <laughs> You know, I could... <laughs> I could see Trump agreeing with that. That'd be the one time they didn't squander power. Uh, I, you know? I mean, they, I mean that, isn't that like the thing to do right now is like, just legalize weed, don't let Trump do it before, don't let the Republicans do it, and just that will, I mean, that is like, it doesn't, because like what happens is it doesn't really do anything for most people, but it, it it's like, I'll, like guys like me who get weed all the time anyway, we'll still be happy because I can get weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like it, that, that seems like the move. It is the move. There's so much. The, the, I think what 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 we had. It, it, it comes down to two things. One, uh, it's okay for white people to do it now, and two, people are making a lot of money, uh, especially white people, and so. They, uh, it, it's happening. Legalized weed is happening. We also see, like, there was a freak out about hippies, uh, uh, back in the 60s and 70s. It was also used as an excuse to go after anti war protesters, all that and shit. But I think, uh, Republicans are seeing after a few decades of heavy marijuana abuse that it doesn't make you left wing. You can be a dumbass reactionary stoner, you can be a fucking Nazi stoner, yeah, and, and, and they don't give a shit anymore. 
John Boehner just like did an op-ed on like legalizing weed the other day. He was like, you know, it looks like it's going to happen anyway, but he's making like a fuckload of money off of it now. So that orange crime fucker is now profiting. He's putting my weed guy out of business, who is my co-host too. So speaking, that. <laughs> speaking of Nazis, I should I should mention this. Uh, looking at the Iowa Fourth Congressional District. 15% of precincts are reporting. And Steve King is losing still by two Steve points. Steve King is still two losing. 2.1 points. Steve King, we, want, we might black I out tonight, my friend. We're drinking that bottle of uh, Prosecco if Steve King loses. And uh, Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> a big-time racist has won in Florida. Gillum's conceded. Oh, Gillum has conceded. Ron DeSantis uh, has oh, won. No. Oh, that sucks. Oh, my That's God. dark. The first thing that I went on Twitter... Like, uh, right after the polls closed here, and there was just a cop, like, being interviewed and talking about how this DeSantis guy, he's keeping everybody pretty safe. We're really Jesus. glad that he's elected. Jesus. It's just like, because I had, we had the issue one thing with, like, the cops were basically, the cops in the prison places were against it. They were like, just spending money, like, crazy, convincing people that if we made that law, that heroin dealers would move here and turn it into like, I, I saw somebody on my Facebook say they're going to turn this city into Gotham city. And I was, just, I was just like, God, do you people do anything but watch cartoons? They're, they're going to turn then, this uh, into sin city. Yeah. Remember that yeah. movie, everyone? Yeah. That's, yeah, and so they also said that uh, the cops were also like, we had one in my neighborhood that was like issue 31, and they sent me a mailer, and I didn't know how to vote for it. So I get this mailer, and I start reading it, and they were like, this issue 31, you need to vote no on this because it would hurt landlords' rights to do what they want. And I was like, well, I'm voting yes on that one, man. Brian, can I stop you for a sec? We... The news is coming hot and heavy right now. We got critical alerts here. First of all, relevant to you, Brian, Republican Mike DeWine wins election for governor in Ohio. AP Politics uh, is report is calling that. Big, big news on the Politico.com website. Dems, Dems projected to win the House. There it is. I mean, I, I guess it's not that big, big yeah, news. And, we, uh, we, we expected it. Yeah, we expected that. One of the... Uh, it's good news. It's good news. Reasons why is because Dave Bratt has lost. Dave Bratt has lost in Virginia. Dave Bratt loses. And uh, Dems performing well in Iowa. Cindy, uh, Cindy Axne. I, I'm probably butchering her last name. A-X-N-E. She's beating incumbent David Young uh, by 7.4 percentage points. Well, and uh, Rod Bloom or Blum or whatever his name is, whatever his name is, he needs to find his ass another job soon probably because he's down by 15 percentage points <laughs> to Abby Finkenauer. Uh, in the, get his ass, Abby. Get his ass. So it's funny because uh, we just said Gillum... Not go, not going uh, to win. Probably he. Well, he's not Gillum going to not win. He, win. He's conceded. We going into the night, we thought Gillum was a lock. Yeah, but we thought Steve King was the stretch. So a lot of people on Twitter who didn't know what they were talking about saying that Gillum is lifting up voters for all the other people on the on the ballot. I, Maybe well, he was, but it wasn't enough. Hey, I I said that uh, <laughs> uh, earlier in the night, and I mean 
Yeah. At least Dems did flip a few Florida uh, seats. Uh, but no, he, he loses. Bill Nelson looks like he's for an, uh, going for an exit. But, yeah. Uh, Hey, at least Republicans picking up seats in the Senate. Brian King losing a big one, though. Big one. Brian, you can go to bed. The House uh, is going to flip before we let you go. uh, What's the latest on uh, Street Fight Radio? Any big news coming up that uh, our crossover listeners and viewers should know about? Well, uh, on, uh, on November 24th, you can come to make Black Friday red in Cleveland, and now that's class. That would be cool if you showed up to that. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, go to Patreon and go to that $5 level. We're doing uh, we're doing commentaries over episodes of Undercover Boss every <laughs> single week. Yeah, I've been watching that. And, it's great. Uh, yeah, they're fun. It's the most fun thing we do. You guys got to come and do one with us sometime. That would and, be fun. Uh, do that yeah it's fun it is definitely fun we got to get we got to do something together again we, i miss you guys yeah we yeah miss you too. we should do some of that we, we could do a, a combined street fight sentinel where we do like commentary over like a congressional hearing or something like mystery science theater style maybe we should go back to tree bar again pretty soon no we can't oh i talked to brian we, about oh. that tree bar is uh, uh, they've oh. fallen out with tree bar right oh, okay i don't mean well, to, tree I don't, bar is excommunicated but eight done is on okay so that's a different place we can check out tree bar tree bar uh put us on between two bands uh that's last year and we gave them so much business uh, i know and well even that night we did the bands were like as soon as we were done everybody left and the bands were playing to an empty room but uh it was just it's like if you've ever performed around bands doing comedy not fun. It is just, it sucks. We did, we did a Midwestern tour this year and we had this big, like triumphant tour. And then we got back and we had a show the next week and we were emceeing between bands and it was the most miserable experience <laughs> of my career now. <laughs> Even worse than working uh, in cable repair, huh? Working in cable was easy though. That was, I, it, I, in cable, at least people had to listen to me. <laughs> there it was just people were kind of just talking and, and ignoring me. So oh, it's shit. like that thing where you're standing on stage and everybody else is doing something else and you're talking and you're like, why am I, why are we even doing like, why am I doing this? Yeah. But it's good to hear. It's good to talk to you guys again. And uh, Mike DeWine winning means another six years without mass transit in Ohio. Oh. So, Sorry to, hear that. Great. It's Sorry a, to hear that. It's a wonderful Brian. world. <laughs> fuck, fuck the wine. Fuck the wine. Brian Quimby. You know, I will, I, he did get me money one time, so I have to sort of be nice to him, but... <laughs> well, well, well Like, willingly? <laughs> well, I got ripped off by one of... My wife actually got ripped off by one of those magazine people. They, like, they're geniuses. It's my favorite thing. They go around with a book of receipts. And they're like, you got to uh, subscribe to this magazine. And all you got to do is give me 50 bucks and I'll uh, have it sent to your house. And then they just write the receipt and hand it to you. You hand them the money and boom, they, they got your $50. <laughs> <laughs> because they're just selling receipts. And uh, I sent a thing to Mike DeWine and he uh, sent me 50 bucks. He sent me the $50 back. So he, he's like, the former oh, okay. attorney general, right? Of Ohio? Yes. That's why. He's not just yes. some random dude who... Uh... 
Yeah. He hates weed too. I believe I'm, I'm pretty sure he hates weed too, but thanks for having me on guys. I, I was really bumming because I was like, why am I not on? Something you're on now. I'm you're on. You're on anytime you want to be on. Brian Quinn, Got B, you, baby. At Murder Brian on Twitter. Check out the podcast, Street Fight Radio. They're on Patreon. Tap into your uh, monthly tendy uh, budget and uh, eat two less tendies a month and give your money to the Street Fight Boys on Patreon. As Watch well. us make fun of these dipshit CEOs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We've really enjoyed uh, your your latest uh, Jeff Bezos chants uh, at your shows, oh but God, we won't repeat them on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were great. That was uh, that was that was like that Chicago show was like a fucking rock concert. It was crazy out yeah, there. That was that was good stuff. We'll, right. we'll be out. We're coming down. We're coming down towards you guys soon. We'll, we'll yeah. do something. Right. Hell yeah, dude. Let us know. All right, see you, man. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, bye. All right. All right, we off with Brian? We're off with Brian. Can I get a critical alert? You can always get a critical alert. Some of you probably already know this by now, but the Kansas gubernatorial election has been lost by Chris Kobach. Chris Kobach. Chris Kobach has lost in Kansas. Laura Kelly, the Democrat projected winner by Politico, She's up 49.1 to 42.2. That is almost seven whole percentage points. He couldn't suppress enough votes. He couldn't suppress enough votes. 80.4% uh, of the precincts are reporting. That's, uh, I mean, I don't know. Kobach is one of those ones where you're going into it and you're thinking, okay, he's too right wing even for Kansas, but how many times have we said that and been proven wrong? Yeah. Especially tonight with DeSantis in, in Florida. But it's a mysterious, mysterious. The the it, world is, works has in Claire mysterious Mc, ways. What's the deal with Claire McCaskill? I'm almost positive she is lost. I, has uh, this been confirmed yet? Has Claire McCaskill I lost yet? The talking the Republicans me. have won the Senate for sure. Looks like they're they, on their they, way to picking they, up seats in the Senate. Yeah, assuming Bill Nelson's going to lose. Uh, McCaskill, she is. I don't think it's not looking good for her. She right. is well, down maybe by we'll have 9.9 points with a 63 point, sorry, 64.2. Uh, and now she is down by 10.1 points. So <laughs> it's getting worse for her. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to take our last break of the night. By we're the way, have we have we mentioned that Beto O'Rourke officially lost? Beto, I don't think Be, we mentioned Beto that. O'Rourke but yes, maybe maybe we, lost. we I think we should actually before we, we're about to take a break, but okay. there there were some things. All right, hit, hit, do uh, the before we uh, talk to Brian. We wanted to talk about some things. Jason Crow uh, won in Colorado. He's a Democrat in the sixth district. Mm-hmm. We mentioned Pete Sessions' loss. Roscom lost uh, yep. in Illinois. Eric Paulson lost in Minnesota. Woodall was losing in Georgia the last time I checked. Uh, that was that would be a pickup for Democrats in the state of Georgia. Possibly hope, I guess, for Stacey Abrams. Where the last time I checked, we were still waiting for a lot of the Atlanta area to come in. Mm-hmm. They haven't called she this. She was for down a, a lot. Though. She was down a lot, but again, they haven't called it for a reason. Looking very good for Democrats in Iowa and uh, Greg Gianforte might be body slamming himself in Montana. Oh, so wow. That, 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 to the Steve King be... watch. We're on Gianforte watch uh, into our final hour here. So here's what we're going to do. As I was saying, we're going to take a break, a shorter break than before. We're going to uh, recharge the batteries. We're going to come back with some guests. 
for our final block. That's two gonna guests. Take us, yep, two guests. It's going to take us to the midnight hour. <laughs> where Don we have Young. Dean, Don Young uh, coming up. I don't know if we'll get any results on that race before we uh, before we end it. But uh, Who knows? Maybe, maybe me, Nate, and our other guests will go, and you can go to bed. <laughs> we'll, we'll just be going till 4 in the morning. The thing is, you don't know how to work all this uh, software, so... <laughs> You got Good luck me. with that. You got me. All right. Uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, refill your drinks. Have a snack. Hit the bong. Uh, we'll be back in a few. District Sentinel boys live streaming 2018 midterms. We're in D.C. so that you don't have to be. Crowded Sentinel Fort here. The boys are out tonight. <laughs> We're in a post-blue wave world, folks. This is a post-blue wave world. <laughs> how, how do you Welcome feel? to Pod Save America. <laughs> uh, I'm Sam Sachs, joined I'm by Sam John Knight. I'm <laughs> The one, the only, Intern Nate is in the house intern right Nate. here. Wait, give, give him the mic. Give him the mic. Give, give, give him the mic. Turn the mic. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's hey. it going? How's it going? We also got Shepe is in the house. Uh, we've knighted Shepe as a uh, District Sentinel midterm elections correspondent this evening. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you me, but District Sentinel got me. That's right. We got you. So hey. a little a little thing off the top, just because this is a news thing. Everyone knows by now the house. Alert, alert has been given to the dims. Are well, I think we've already... <laughs> I don't know if yeah, there's yeah. any more alerts here. There, there are no more alerts. Well, there is actually one alert. Can I do one alert right off the bat? Here? Alert me, Daddy. Okay, I'm going to alert you. <laughs> are we alerting? Yeah, we're alerting. Sorry. Alerta, alerta, anti-fascista, uh, alerta, alerta. During our last break, Claire McCaskill conceded. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. So, this uh, is why you never slide into Sam Knight's DMs. <laughs> this is a reference. Claire McCaskill did slide into my DMs uh, uh, during the Ferguson Ferguson disturbances uh, oh, wow. because she was claiming that people were shooting at cop cars. And I said, excuse me, Claire McCaskill, why are you repeating the lies of the cops without even fucking... Like, there are cops crawling everywhere. Where's the forensic evidence of this? Show us fucking bullet holes in cop cars. And she like DM me. She slid into my DMs being like, I'm here or something. <laughs> and she and and, yeah. and and where are you now? She's a Claire McCaskill. That's right. She she was also a bootlicker on J20 at hey, wait, the inauguration. Speak more into the microphone. She she was also a uh, bootlicker in um in J20 in the inauguration of Trump when hundreds of people were arrested and given felony charges just for the march that they were in. So it, she's like a bootlicker. She was immediately like, you know, a lot of us are upset right now, but uh, you know, you guys uh, get what you deserve for trying to break things. And be that's as uh, the advice we gave to Joe Donnelly earlier in the evening. So, so now, now that you brought that up, and uh, that trash can was an American. <laughs> By the way, uh, on our to be honest, wouldn't mind seeing them go two out of three. Oh yeah, that's great. It's uh, gone. Who, who survived? Oh, Manchin. Joe Manchin survived. Yeah. survived. Manchin survived. You guys were celebrating the defeats. Oh, that's great. Just a few. 
Uh, so, so Shepe, uh, do you think that now that the uh, the the House Democrats will have subpoena power, do you do you have any hope <laughs> that they will do anything about uh, J twenty subpoena the DOJ? To, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I sure think, that's at the top of I their think list. They're not going to, <laughs> I don't think they're going to subpoena for anything. What is the, Why am I even asking that fucking maybe, question? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm to just, find out if J20 was a Russian front. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, did we cut you off? No, I think you're exactly on the right track. I don't think that she's going to subpoena for anything, whether it's you know the Russiagate bullshit or it's or it's this. It's like she's not touching anything at all. So. So uh, uh, one more thing, uh, people note that we are um, the the one bit of of news we're still going to watch tonight. We we don't even care about California at this point. Let let's. I'm be curious to see what happens to Dana Rohrbacher. We are we are curious, but we're not going to stay on the air. We're not going to stay on the air for for Don Young, the dean of the house. But uh, sorry, say that into the mic, uh, Nate. I'd smoke weed with Dana Rohrbacher. Okay. Th- oh, there you have that. It's a fucking Nazi. He's <laughs> one of the top Nazis. Gates, him, and uh, we did Kate reach Kate. out to Dana Rohrbacher for our 420 show. We reached, we reached out, out to, to his office. Congress people for for the 420. We were trying show. to get high we with Congress. Um, and, w- speaking of uh, Nazis, Steve King is actually up by 0.1 percent at the moment. That said, Fuck. that said, we're uh, drinking the prosecco regardless. We, we are, or we that. can switch it over to Gianforte if he loses. <laughs> That's true. Gianforte is on the ropes, he is but in Montana, Great. there are Great. still uh, ninety-eight. Sorry, ninety-eight. Uh, uh, it's only sixty-eight point eight percent of precincts counted uh, for Steve King at this point. May as well view detailed results here because uh, why not? What what else are we waiting for? Uh, there. D plus 34, they're still waiting for uh, 19% roughly to come in. So it's looking like most of the districts that they're waiting for, D plus 6. This is in the Steve King race? This is in the King race. So there's still hope is what you're saying. Oh, there's a lot of hope. There is a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope. Uh, Oh, Hancock, R plus 17. That's not good. You stop talking now. Okay. Well, anyway, there's a lot lot to come in on Steve King. Sir, stop it. I guess he doesn't want to uh, to talk it, anymore about. What was the about name him. of that district? Well, what was the name of that district? Which Hancock? Hancock. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a Hancock district. Internate. Uh, hey, in, in hey get it together, Internate. You were talking before we came in here that uh, Democrats are going to learn the long, wrong lessons from uh, Gillum's defeat in Florida and other uh, so-called progressive defeats this election. Was that saying? I mean, one, you know, like... I guess you were saying that three beers ago. Yeah. Because <laughs> he that. was connected to our revolution. What was your... Wait, wait, wait. Talk, talking to the microphone. Talking to the he, microphone. He, Gillum had been endorsed by, by our revolution. Uh, Gillum had been endorsed by so many uh, of these relatively progressive groups. But on the other hand, Gillum had bought into to imperialist politics as a governor, as a gubernatorial candidate, just to get, you know, uh, pro-Israel voters, just to get anti-left-wing... Didn't Latin he call American for a coup of Venezuela? Venezuela. And Venezuela, Nicaragua. He had he didn't have to speak on these things. These Sh- were yeah. important for him things for him to talk about. Uh, uh, microphone, but, microphone. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Chepe, uh, I'll get you to react to this because here uh, can we? I guess why don't we get a critical alert? Let's this, get, this is worthy of a critical alert. Not really, but let's do it anyways. Let's do it because we don't. When else are we going to get to do critical alerts? Six minutes ago, AP uh, reports that Ann Wagner. 
is going to win re-election. Oh, not yeah. not a surprise. Not a surprise. It was lean Republican. There was an yeah. outside shot that she would get upended, but I wanted uh, Shepe's reaction to this because Ann Wagner is on the House Financial Services yeah. Committee, and she is one of the most vile, oh. fucking pro-bank people you will yeah. ever see. She's they uh, they, she they start, play she tapes. Shouts. She's really, really well. They play tapes of her her lectures during torture sessions. <laughs> I mean, they're shrill, is is what you guys are saying. But she does. She shouts in the face of regulators who come before her who she didn't she didn't support during the Obama years and stuff. And really, like you know, gets I, on a terror about one n- completely irrelevant thing as if it's a gotcha, and then starts screaming at them that that she's got them these regulators are full of it and they're you know uh hurting hurt americans because of these kinds of things that they're doing and it's like she's uh to me she she acts like she's overacting on a soap opera every time that she has uh every every time she appears in a committee hearing but she's lost her gavel so that's good compare that to you know rothfuss who thank god lost today who's just you know like he's just kind of tells you the data version of his and and then you get like you know his luca meyer who's going to take over for henseling probably and luke no no oh for you mean for ranking ranking ranking. yeah he won't be the head you know because max Ranking member Maxine Waters is now going to be the chair. I'm sure but Trump's going to love that. Yeah, uh, but but did you see the banks immediately? Just a week ago, less than a week ago, they put out a statement talking about how you can actually talk to Maxine Waters. She'll listen, and it is Ooh. it's really interesting. It was really like you know m- you know where I work and a lot of other places and stuff. People were like, well, we don't we think that this was a ploy. But the but the banks did this big thing that had an ad that was basically like everybody can talk to Maxine Waters. Her office will listen to anybody, even if she disagrees with us. She will agree with us some other time. And you know, it was scary. Not not to single out Ann Wagner uh, as a as a uniquely shitty Republican on the uh, uh, House Financial Services Committee. Someone uh who reminds me of Ann Wagner and how they uh and how they behave on that committee. Uh one Sean Duffy oh. of of Wisconsin, which as if you know, real ninety ki- real nineties yeah. kids fucking know this. Sean Duffy uh was a cast member on the real world, M T V and yeah. he fucking you know what? He so fucking much. acts like it on the yeah. House Financial <laughs> Services yeah. Committee. Because he is always he is he, he gets really, really freaked out and he, he's always he's just not drunk day, enough, yeah. yeah. It's bad. Uh, internate, what say you? Nate, here's, uh, I want your reaction to something that was said in yes. the chat room here by Kevin, noting that Gillum went down by like five points in the polls as soon as he brought Hillary Clinton to campaign <laughs> with him in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess not. I guess I'm not too surprised. I mean, maybe this is like the negative Boston fan in me, but I'm kind of worried that the lack of success among the Bernie Sanders wing of Democratic Party's senatorial and gubernatorial candidates will result in a push for a more kind of blue dog strategy from the Democratic Party. That's what I was trying to get at earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I kind of gathered that after I you know, let the beer settle in. But it's going to be a lot more. Yeah, give them the money. Wait, wait, wait. Here. Yeah. Actually, hang but on. It's, you, you it, it, it's going to be a lot more difficult right now to do that because you're going to have, first of all, you have the big, biggest, highest profile uh, uh, new members and stuff who are going to have a lot of power. Ocasio-Cortez. Of, yeah, Ocasio-Cortez, most of all. Um, Talib, you trust that they're going uh, uh, to wield it? Like, there's, uh, uh, there's just so many of these these young up-and-comers who are super progressive, who are much more left and 
willing in some cases to call themselves socialists and in some cases to be a little anti-imperialist um, that, you know, like... Got a long way to go. They, Barbara Lee for speaker. You're not going to... You have a new generation, whereas you had the Conyers era and, and the era of those other, like, ones who are now passing who were anti-imperialist in their bones, but, you know, they're gone. Well, I, I, I just want to give a uh, an update on a race that uh, people who... Closely follow the fight, the ideological fight within the Democratic Party are going to want to pay attention to, which is the uh, Nebraska, what is it, the second district of Nebraska, lean GOP. Kara Eastman is currently not doing so bad, but uh, not doing so great. Probably not going to win. 3.8% percentage points behind Don Bacon, who is the Republican incumbent. Uh, there are still 22.3% of precincts left to go. Kara Eastman, though, is pro-Medicare for all, and uh, this is a Nebraska district. It's a lean Republican, so we have a, uh, a, a left-leaning Democrat who's hanging on here. This hasn't been called yet. Not looking good, but doing well and uh, in a part of the country where... Let me, uh, People constantly wring their hands, but can can Bernie Sanders win in like the Midwest? Let me temper your fucking... expectations a bit here. Uh, it looks like they've called the race for Steve King. Oh no! Fucking Are you Nazis. fucking kidding me? So, who? Uh, who? Who? Our chat room, our research team in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, they're they're. Uh, Nat Squid is calling it for <laughs> Steve King. So. We, we we aren't ready to he's make it official ha- yet. Have but a difficult life in DC. Then let us uh, hold off on that because I'm in denial. Well, it looks like our prey for these dipshits <laughs> to lose. Uh, neither are going to lose. These ghouls are going to return uh, to Capitol Hill. Ted Cruz and Steve King. You know, Steve King, who's working, who's working for the clampdown. Did any ghouls lose tonight? Like real ghouls? David Bratt. David Bratt lost. Yeah. Gianforte is losing, right? Or is not not losing anymore. Those guys are such beta. Oh shit! Though. Yeah, Steve Steve King is up by point nine now. Last time I saw Scott oh, Walker no. was losing, but he's likely yeah. gonna yeah. gonna losing. come back. He was narrowing that gap a lot. So, yeah, not. Dave uh, Brad, I was telling Sam Knight this earlier. Dave Brad is the kind of guy who you see walking around your freshman dorm <laughs> with his sweatpants on and a shirt that says like "Eat, Sleep." Economics. <laughs> That's Dave Brad, and you know what? I'm fucking ha- actually. I was I was passing him off as like a beta henchman, and not you know not that satisfied with a loss. But n- now now that I think of it, I'm kind of happy he lost <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, we have finally reached into Wednesday, yeah. one day after election day, but the day after polls are just closing in Alaska. Oh, well, Give me the, give me I, I like Alaska politics, man. Alaska continues to surprise me as a state. It's got that kind of independent. Yeah. Do we have? Do we have a? It's yeah. like Maine. No, it's no. like Maine. It's like it, the farther north you get, the more independent thinking they, you get. They're, yeah. They're, the more they they're shut-ins in the frozen cold, and uh, all there is to do is you know to knit uh, wonderful scarves uh, that have politics about caring for your neighbors. That's yeah. that's what they do. <laughs> so you know, leave them to their own devices. Get Alec out of there, or the Koch brothers, or whoever. Yeah. And uh, some of these places are pretty close to being socialist. Uh, yeah, they've got the permanent fund. They totally. Yeah. I mean, that's not really socialist, I mean, but, but it's, it's redistributionist. I mean, it's, yeah, it's nice. UBI. It's nice. 
you know. Sam, do we have any, oil money. anything to report? We do. Do we have a, a we big do. thing to report? We, well, we have a critical news update, I think. Critical hit. Critical alert. Seeing from both Politico and AP that Democrats have flipped the second district of Minnesota. That means Jason Lewis has lost. Jason Lewis. Jason, cross him off. Jason Lewis. Jason on the wall. Lewis, what's his deal? Jason Lewis's deal is that he's down there on the bottom row. You he, got bingo on the bottom row, folks. He, he's a fresh. Oh, he, you big to Jason Lewis. He's a freshman congressman <laughs> who is a uh, How you buddy? <laughs> who's a former conservative talk radio guy. He won for the <laughs> Nate. Say hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you. He uh, he won for the first time uh, in 2016 uh, when Trump won, obviously. There's and a lot of people that like rode on that wave that did not last very long at all. Like, no, like Poliquin. Like Poliquin, yeah. yeah. Poliquin, Poliquin's out. Uh, Jason Lewis, he. Uh, oh yeah, Shepe just saying that all all of New England is now in the House Democratic. Uh, was one of not, the fantasy not, not, Congress questions. One of the fantasy Congress questions, although uh, uh, Susan Collins unfortunately uh, still there. Shout out Bates College Bobcats, Jared <laughs> Golden, Big Cat Scratch. So Jason Lewis, uh, as a House Congressman, as we as a former conservative talk radio guy, as we were noting earlier tonight, he said some uh, pretty ridiculous shit in his time. Punchable face. And he he only won by a few thousand votes last time. It it seems like uh, Hillary so Hillary Clinton is the one who uh, who, who who let him go over the line there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Zoom up, dude. Look at that dude's face. Just, just because she dragged down the ticket, obviously. Oh, it's more than a chin. It's, scroll up again, night. No one else can see his face. No, no one else right can now, see his face. I can describe it. He, okay, okay Nate, describe, Nate, it, Nate. describe Jason Lewis's face on this bustle <laughs> article. Lots of bags. <laughs> multiple, <laughs> sh- multiple shopping bags. Bags on bags. Uh his eyes be shopping. That's how much. That's how much bags. Okay, so, so basically, he, here's one example of of what a fucking demon uh, Jason Lewis is. Is that uh, in twenty in, in twenty eleven on his conservative uh, talk radio thing, he was discussing Herman Cain and uh, allegations of sexual uh, misconduct. Nate doesn't want to hear. It's it's pretty bad. It's basically like saying that women are liars. I I don't know if if it's worth uh, quoting. Um, he's a piece of shit. He, he's lost. a piece of fucking shit, and he and lost. You can put devil horns and cross him off on uh, in the scene. So I want I want to pick up on something Chefe was saying earlier about all these uh, progressives, people who who call themselves socialists, coming into Congress here in the House on the Democrats' side. Um, I guess the first real test, and they won't even be a part of this, is going to be the the election of a new speaker for the Demo- for the Democrats in the House. Uh, and then after that, I, I guess we can bracket that off and talk about what Pelosi's chances are. She just gave this speech. Yeah, uh, awful. Makes it seem like she wants to be speaker and everybody just assumes she's going to be speaker. Right. Um, but after that, like... We know that a lot of these members, uh, when it comes to foreign policy, aren't quite as far left as some of us would hope for. And I would say when you go to Congress and the forces you surround yourself with, they don't tend to push you farther to the left. So uh, what are the chances that we do see a lot of these candidates actually keep up a lot of their their leftist 
I mean, I think... Uh, but, Politics. But I, first of all, just quickly, since we're talking about the House, but I do want to say, anybody who is listening or watching who has any way to push any agenda that would call for the head of Chuck Schumer um, should do that. Figuratively. should make it happen <laughs> so that he is no longer... Yeah. Both leadership, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, he's not... He's no longer... Pelosi in too, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, well, no, but Pelosi, but Pelosi will have gained... His proverbial head. Of, ...of House members, <laughs> and you'd have to really prove that she had actually... Uh, law, she could have won a lot more, and but but with Schumer you have the evidence, yeah, right? They, like yeah, they lost right. some races they should not have lost, yeah. And he, you know, and and uh, he said for the whole time, if you're going to go against the party and vote with with Trump, it's okay. We the Democrats will not hold you accountable. We're not going to hold you accountable for Gorsuch. We're not going to hold you accountable for any of these other judges, for like a legion of federal judges, along with uh, uh, finally, obviously, Kavanaugh. And then, you know, like also 2155, the deregulatory banking package. Um, you know, you've got all these other things, the tax um, bill and stuff, where he s never drew a line. He never said, hey, yeah. if you cross this line, um, and you support this, we're going to cut you off or or something. And that's spinelessness. I mean, he should totally be culpable for a bunch of centrist Republican, centrist Democrats losing. Yeah. Yeah. P particularly Bill, Bill Nelson. If Bill Nelson goes yeah, on to lose tonight, that was moderate. one he should win. Yeah. But well, Governor Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> so but what of these people? So 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 no so answer the question, Chef. <laughs> what of all these leftists that are coming into Congress yeah. now and the chances that they get influenced the wrong I way now that they're walking yeah. around those halls with all those lanyards it's, it's and it's bad. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of people who and groups who will do it repetitively. I think first of all, somebody needs to like you know people who can train you and not uh, not you know, getting a little bit brainwashed in this, feeling like you're powerful, feeling like these people these people really care about you and can bring these these stories and then bring those votes or or something else to that effect and that you can sell out a people, the Palestinian people or whomever else, and or you know, it will be enticing. And somebody has to sit them down and say, get ready for this. Don't buy it. Because they're going to come constantly. And the other side is still there and you still have you know, a sense of solidarity with them. I think that there's also a possibility that if they band together that they'll also, you know, you have these women are, are Palestinian, are uh, Puerto Rican, are like uh, are, are Muslim and stuff. And like they're able to to identify with each other on a certain level that if you had a bunch of white progressive congressmen win, they wouldn't. You know, mm -hmm. like there are certain things they'd all experience and there are certain things that, that would be abstractions to them. And and that's around international and th and that's around like the communities they come from. Can I cut in, before we go back to Nate, can I cut in with a critical alert? Of course you can. One second here. It's, it's related to what Shepe was talking about. Okay. <laughs> critical alert. AP Politics reporting that Antonio Delgado is beating Faso, John Faso, in New York's nice. 19th congressional district. That is he is going to win. Faso is going to lose. Get this. It's an Albany-era district. Uh, and Antonio Delgado was attacked by Faso as a, quote, big city rapper. So... Can get can you guess what the connotations of that are? Look, this racial dog whistle was so it was so obvious and so bad. It was too bad for the New York Post. It was a racial 
racial record scratch. <laughs> yeah. Racial record scratch. Oh, so it, 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 on, it was, this is what the New York Post, the fucking New York fucking Post had to say about, the, the fucking Rupert Murdoch owned New York Post had to say about this. So bad for them that they said Delgado, quote, Delgado is a native of Schenectady, not a big city rapper. Schenectady. Schenectady population 65,625. <laughs> and a Rhodes Scholar who graduated from Harvard Law School and went on to work for one of the nation's largest lobbying firms. So this racial dog whistle, so bad, New York, to- New York Post, excuse me, fucking had to call it out. And uh, Faso has lost and Delgado has won. And so I just, I felt like... That was a critical, uh, a little. It is an that is certainly deserving. Of it that. is an anti-racist victory, and you know the the extent to which this is representational, the extent to which this is this is somewhat material because of the policies that they'll push as as message bills and stuff like that. But you know, like this is these kinds of moments do actually have an impact locally in those communities that voted one way or the other and stuff. You know, and and having somebody like King in is going to make things a lot worse than having somebody like Delgado. Yeah, I wanted to go back to what Shepard was saying about uh, you know Talib, you know, um, and Acacia Cortez. Um, look, I think it's easy to be cynical about the cap, you know, the corrupting pressures of the United States Congress, and we should be cynical about that. But I think ultimately, what should be pretty liberating about having people like this in Congress is that we can theoretically have pressure on them, not just as constituents, like whether you live in. Ocasio-Cortez's district, whether you live in Rashida Tlaib's district, but theoretically, we as leftists can have influence over them. So you should use it. We have Maybe a lot that's more like a really bullshit self-reliance influence over Kanye West than Billy Corgan. You know? He is <laughs> yeah. such a libertarian little fuck. <laughs> you know? Well, no, I, I, I mean, I, I guess that kind of sounds like Pablum, but uh, it's I think it's a nice positive note, it's a, intern Nate. It's a good positive I'm note. Trying to be positive, and I don't mind ending ending the night on a positive note. I know that, that a lot of people in the chat room who've stuck with us tonight appreciate. Oh, Montana, by the way, you the watching us? Socialist trans, the new Colorado comrade, uh, yeah, who, who won <laughs> state senate and the state and delegates. They got a DSA member in. They've got a Democrat House member, governor, and senator. Now it's go Montana. Scott, we're getting right. a report from uh, Kurt in the newsroom that Scott Walker could still lose. I, you ever look at the Scott Walker's sideburns? I don't like the way he shaves his sideburns. Does he not have them? I've, I've he shaves them off. It's yeah, fucking that's, weird. Yeah. I, do, I do have some bad Scott news. I, I do have some bad news to bring. What kind of bad oh, news? No. Gianforte is uh, actually... He's ahead. Are you going to do the critical Well, alert? he's just ahead or hasn't called it yet? No, yeah. Okay, no called critical it he's ahead. It's my last alarm. comment of the night. Look, it, it, it's, it, look there's only 28.9 reporting, but, but it doesn't feel as good as it did a few minutes ago when Gianforte was down, does it? It's, look, it's, it's not. Intern Nate's got to get going. I People going. in the chat room are worried about you, Sam, but they're praising you for how you've just pushed through it tonight. You did it. You were pretty sick earlier you know tonight. You Sam did? He resisted. <laughs> he persisted. <laughs> he persists. Oh my God! What? What? What are? Are we offering any kind of odds on on what Hillary Clinton uh, is going to say tomorrow? We're gonna. Like we're gonna open. Oh yeah, open that's right. Open up the champagne. Kurt, got, all right, we're gonna open, open up the champagne. the champagne. Wait, can I finish this thought? Wait, yeah, wait. Nate, the Nate, thought. Then Nate's gonna have a I joke. I was gonna say a dumb joke. So go ahead. I was just gonna say that. Uh, 
What are our thoughts on on Hillary? She's gonna like take credit for this tomorrow, or it looks like or they what's finally Pokemon went <laughs> to the poll. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can all hope that she is going Woo! to claim that she's responsible for this and launch her 2020 presidential please, run. Please do, please do. I want that. I want it. I want it. <laughs> I want the hate to flow through me. Also, Vermont got a Republican governor. They did have one. I know, I know, I know, but I know, but there's a New England man. A lot of people. Um, Shout out to everybody again in the chat room: Jeff, Joseph, Kevin, Luke, Sarah joining the chat for the first time. Sarah saying uh, it took her years to figure out how to comment, participate, but she's uh, in the chat room. Uh, Did I mention Joseph, Alex, all you guys? uh, Thanks for uh, for for tuning in. And uh, giving us news, you guys helped it. A nice, nice, rich sound on that. Pour me, uh, pour me up some. This is for uh, maybe Scott Walker ending up losing tonight. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, wait, wait, wait. This is for uh, Jason Lewis. Oh, David Bratt. David Bratt. Star. Jason Lewis, the uh, the the Minnesota uh, uh, talk radio guy. He was a fucking scumbag. Corey Stewart. Fuck. Fucking that guy, uh, white supremacist got, got his ass beat. Interns I will not the, let 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 uh, uh, folks. Let me be clear. Uh, let me be clear, folks. Where, where is the intern cup? There are two cups that I haven't give filled. This, one one is for you, and one is for me. Now, folks, uh, let me be clear. Uh, I do not uh, support Tim Kaine, uh, but Corey Stewart losing is something is something that I will uh, uh, have some bubbly. I will drink some bubbly. Now, uh, what the Cambridge police did was stupid. Kurt uh, is. Uh, I think Professor Lewis and. Uh, this is this is a beer. This is a beer summit. This is a beer summit. So we are we are gonna have a little uh, toast here. I guess this is what. Now what the uh, Cambridge police. By the did way, was I get. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, here's another thing we can talk about. We can finally fucking talk about this. This is something I've been wanting. Committee in the House Financial Services Committee. I, I would I would love to talk Drinking to you. Drinking the champagne, then I'm going to call it. Okay, Nate. Nate's so about to wrapping, go. We're about wrapping this whole thing up here. <laughs> so finish your last thing that you wanted to talk about here. Sam, Nate's dropping the mic. He's out. Nate's, Nate's out. out. Nate's out. Peace, Nate. You're you're going to miss this conversation, Nate, because we're going to we're about point. to talk about. He needs his eight hours, man. He okay. Okay. Eight hours. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll get. We may or may not get back to the, the House Financial Services Committee. This is something pertinent. I we got to get this off our fucking chest before the night is over. We got to get ahead of this story. We can finally talk about how fucked up it was that Beto O'Rourke was talking like Obama. I did yeah. not. I did not want to yeah. bring that up. I was going to tweet about this, but I didn't want to tweet about it because I was like, this is helping Ted Cruz. I do not want to be helping yeah. Ted Cruz in any way, so I will not tweet about this. But Beto O'Rourke, was imitating. he was imitating Obama. That said, he did very well tonight. He did he did better than I thought. So maybe yeah. maybe talking like Obama works. Maybe <laughs> maybe it works. Not, Whole it generation of, of former <laughs> CIA agents talking like <laughs> Obama. It, it didn't work. That's for our John future Ossoff. for the Democratic Party. Pr- pretty amazing, by the way, how Nate just filled up his glass and dipped. Yeah, and then he's gone. All right. <laughs> Uh, can we start wrapping this up? A restroom. <laughs> oh, Nate is Nate is peeing. He might come it's back. It's called a restroom. Can we can we wrap this up? Yes, I don't we're know. wrapping it up. I feel like I could go to like four a.m. here. Uh, check out at Sam Knight underscore one. He'll be live tweeting for the rest of the night. 
We'll uh, pick you all up on some of these open-ended races just, like Gianforte. Josh Gottheimer is a piece of shit, and he should have lost today. Uh, <laughs> and we know what you're doing uh, in the House Financial Service Committee. Little We're shit. watching you. Uh, you little <laughs> all right, little don't, all right, let's stop it right there. We know what you're doing. We Get him, doing. King! Get his ass! We'll uh, recap all this stuff on tomorrow's District We're Sentinel Radio. Subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel to listen to it. We're here in D.C. so that you don't have to be.